Ron and Fez. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, Ron brings his nephews to work. Doug, Kenneth, this is Fez Watley. Well, it's very nice to meet you boys. Oh, that fat sandwich just touched me, Doug. Hey, come for it. Get your hands off of Kenneth. I hate your nephews, Ron. I don't know. I think they're a couple of dolls. The Ron and Fez Show, weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, immediately following Opie and Anthony on the virus. Sirius 197, XM 202. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. I don't even know how you can make that mistake. What in the hell would House of Pain have to do with Hurt Locker? There's not going to be a Hurt Locker in a House of Pain. It's just ridiculous. Hey, it's the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Unbelievable opening today. we got to start it with Argent. Argent, God gave rock and roll to you. Uh, Hicks, and you couldn't be more right. It is true. We got rock and roll, and people are like, where did we get this? God. That's who gave it to us. All right, the Ron and Fez show with some open uh, phones today. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We did the big uh, Oscar Live show here last night. We were the official radio show of the Oscars. The Oscars uh, came to us and said uh, people uh, weren't into it. We kicked it all up a notch. Now, uh, it looks like the reviews are pretty bad on the Oscar uh, telecast. In particular, Steve Martin, one of our most beloved comics, and Alec Baldwin, one of our most uh, beloved actors, and the reason I think, Fez, is those guys weren't a fucking team. Mm-hmm. They weren't working as a team. They kind of got thrown in there together. There was a lot of jokes written, and they kind of split up the jokes. Yeah, it just got a little too, I think, like um, in a process where it was just rapid fire. It was quick joke. And I noticed this. I kind of went back and looked at some of it. People were reacting with applause to the jokes instead of laughter. Well, that's what happens. Uh, that's West Coast comedy, where it's not so much we're laughing, mm-hmm. but we get your reference. Um, there was always the uh, thing of the Tonight Show audience has a tendency to do that. Like, we're here. We're seeing a TV show live. They just said something I recognize. I'm going to applaud. But they never relax in it. Um I know George Carlin would never do his HBO specials from the West Coast because they um, they just paid too much attention to being a television audience. He talked about that before. All right, Ron and Fez show. Uh, let's get this out of the way. Ted, Ted and Georgia, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, I just wanted to congratulate Sandra Bullock on her much-deserved Oscar. Uh, Sandra Bullock, Fezzi, you picked this as uh, a long time ago as your nemesis. Yes. And she just uh, swept in and apparently was the feel-good story of the night. I just hate the fact that everyone was buying into her down-homey act that she was doing. But you act like that's new. That has been her act since the early 90s. She's the girl next door. She's America's sweetheart. She is what Julia Roberts used to be, Sandra Bullock, America's sweetheart. Ronnie, she took it to new levels of ridiculousness. Like right before the Oscars, one of the things she said is, I'm fine knowing that I'm not thin. Now you're standing there, you know, in the same company as Monique and Precious, and you're letting pe- and you're trying to convince people that you're not thin. I kind of missed that. 
It's just ridiculous what she pulled off. Well, she uh, she pulled off the victory, Fez. And she looked hideous last night. I thought, you know, at least I have that much going for me. Just how bad her makeup and dress looked. Uh, I wasn't aware of that. She didn't look well. No, no. She actually looked sickly. Like she had crawled out of a hospital bed, smeared some bright red paint on her face, and tried to make it to the Oscar ceremony. I liked that she thanked her mom for not letting her uh, ride around with boys and do bad things when she was younger. And that's what I actually tried to point out to our uh, our intern, Polly. Uh, Polly came up here. He's staying in New York. But he's become the party girl of New York. The whole point mm -hmm. was, oh, I want to get here and break in the radio. And any kind of extra stuff. Hey, can we get Polly? Polly's drunk. Uh, does Polly want to do this? He would. He's just really drunk. Hicks, do you see him as a young Hicks right now? He's 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 heading there because he's just getting okay. hammered in fucking Brooklyn there. all the time. It's, all right, that's sad. It's bad. Well, the Brooklyn thing is so hip, though. I give him all the credit for that. I also see Hicks actually as an old Polly. <laughs> okay, that's the way I see it. All right, hmm. we can go either way with that. Uh, Hicks, what was the high point for you of the Oscar award last night? Uh, probably uh, Jeff Bridges winning. That was probably the coolest part. Everything else. I hate the Hurt Locker, so I was just pissed once it started winning and it was over. I did not hate the Hurt Locker. I, I turned it off. I was one of the people, uh, and I caught it on, on Dave's screener, but I had to stand straight up watching that. I found it to be a very tense movie. Um, of course, Catherine Bigelow uh, brought it home for the women, but the fact that it wasn't a woman's movie, and I don't think anything that she's done has kind of been like a woman's movie. She's kind of an action director. I kind of felt bad for her that she had to start carrying the woman's flag when I didn't think she was all that comfortable with it, you know? Uh, the show, by the way, started off so awful with the Doogie Howser thing. And it's just, it's such a step back that we're making. And I brought this up last night. Uh, when we were live, that Billy Crystal used to parody this stuff that in the last two years we're back to doing the cheesy song and dance bullshit that it makes it kind of an embarrassing show. It th They used to do this stuff in the 1930s and the 1940s with really talented people. Doogie Howser would not be singing and dancing back in the days when you could sing and dance. He's not that good. If anything, um, he's a little uncomfortable. He's like watching Hollywood's nephew come out and do some fucking bullshit dance at his own bar mitzvah. Here's Garth in Indiana. You're on Manifest. Hey, fellas. Just want to say a great show last night. Oh, thanks. Uh, we, have, we, we always have an Oscar party. <laughs> yeah, it's been great as always. Uh, highlight for me was uh, your line about Miley Cyrus possibly becoming uh, the newest attendee at uh, the compound. Well, she's um, very slowly and on her schedule becoming fuckable. And I don't think she's legal yet, is she? Uh, no. No. All right. Uh, last night she surprised me. Last night she surprised me. I always thought she was a little anno annoying girl, but... Uh, She's actually going from, we're going from little girls to little women. It's starting to happen. Uh, let's go over to Eastside Dave McDonald. Highlight for you last night. Christoph Waltz. Um, I just needed Inglorious Bastards to win something, as that and The Cove were my favorite movies of the year. Well, I, and I forget what was the first in the long of many, many award shows, but I remember being very excited back then for Christoph Waltz when he won, 
and of course for Jeff Bridges when he won. But now the fact that those guys had won 12 leading up to the Oscars, they've taken away that sense of, yeah, you just, if anything, you're like, well, I thought that was going to happen, or a mild feeling of relief. Uh, here's something the Oscars are taking a gigantic hit on right now, is the fact that in their uh, People Who Died, their Jim Carroll part of the show, they forgot a one-time America's sweetheart, Fair Fawcett. And it's a really strange thing that they would have missed this because at one time she was uh, in, she was the Bradgelina. Uh Farrah Fawcett and Ryan O'Neill were that couple in the late 70s, kind of early 80s, wherever they went, paparazzi were there, whatever they did was in the gossip columns. They were bigger than life and to have been forgotten... Now, I realize she was more of a TV star than a movie star, mm -hmm. but she had still done movies. I think uh, she needed to be there. I think a bigger omission in that was they missed B. Arthur. They didn't put B. Arthur in the in memoriam. All right, what movie is B. Arthur known for? Her big one was Mame, the movie version. I don't even remember that. Yeah, that was her big movie. But, I mean, 70 uh, years in show business. Right. And yeah, uh, be Arthur wouldn't have, it wouldn't have hurt them to take a second out. But I see her because she kind of, you know, you get elderly. She's more known for TV. It just seemed like the Farrah Fawcett thing. And this is the second time she got blown off uh, because she was stupid enough to die the same day as My Michael Jackson, even though she had the death watch going on for so long mm -hmm. and Michael Jackson didn't. But you would have thought Ryan O'Neill would have had it in the back of his head. Hey, make sure you do something nice. You need any pictures of Farrah? I got it for you. Uh, you know, they were, you know, of course, little Tatum O'Neill was an Oscar winner. It seemed like they were such a big show business family for so long. Let's turn to New Hollywood and G-Baby. G-Baby. Hey, what's up, buddies? Uh, did you love the uh, Oscars last night? I hated them. A lot. And I usually find something to laugh about at that show. I drank as much as I could to try to enjoy that show, and it was just, not, did nothing for me. No, like, even the surprises were boring. Like, the screenplays going to, you know, Precious and Hurt Locker were sort of upset. And even that, like, who cares? It was, it was just. Yeah, it was very surprising not to see uh, Jason Reitman win after he'd been winning everything uh, leading up to that point. But do you feel like, from a show business point of view, with the Doogie Hauser dancing, it already got us off to, uh, off into a bad step. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's, I guess some of the one-liners that, you know, uh, Martin and Baldwin did at the beginning were okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was howling at Jon Stewart, you know, and this was just totally crap. I mean, I guess the best thing for me was I kind of liked the John Hughes tribute. was kind of... Yeah, I thought surprised. that was pretty strong, too. Yeah, but I think I read somewhere that that was just them trying to appease, you know, younger viewers, you know, like with the younger, hipper movies that came out 25 years ago. Yeah, I know? mean, you're so, really trying... The, their idea of younger viewers now are 40, 45-year-old people. Um, yeah, I don't know whether the show makes any sense anymore because there's so many shows leading up to it. That's the real and, problem. And if you're going to you nominate 10 movies, like the thing when we've been talking about it and you guys have been talking about it forever, then you give it to the movie that, you know, I don't think the lead, like, you know, 
Hurt Locker, which nobody has seen. Is it deserving? Okay, fine, I'll give you that. But nobody's seen it. Then you give it, that's the whole point was to get you know nominate movies that people had had seen, and there were some in there, but. I don't know. The whole thing was just a mess. Yeah, it's, yeah, it it was. And Fez even brought up it was a gaudy stage. It looked tacky. Yeah. It was just any way you went around this. All right, G baby, it's good to talk to you, buddy. All right, you too. Have a good week. Peace. See, I think you, with those ten movies and to draw in people that you know were glad to see things like District Nine and Up <laughs> nominated. I think you're you're just pissing them off when they realize they tune in thinking maybe one of those movies has a chance and then it doesn't happen. But it, I don't even think that that was the case last night. I don't think that there was a gigantic amount of people really pulling for District Nine. Up won the animated award. That's plenty. I just don't think uh, it's that big a deal. Uh, Wayne in Virginia, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. Um, listen, I'm really fucking tired of Michael Jackson. It's bullshit. He's he dead. On the screen there. But, yeah, you're right. Fair thoughts it wasn't on. And another thing, Fezzy, I'm sorry. I disagree with you. Sandra Bullock looks good. And I don't think she looked like a clown last night. I, but by the way, Michael that. Jackson did belong up there because he was in The Wiz. Yeah, but she, okay, she, he was in The Wiz, but she also did Logan Brown. No, part. no, I get it. Fair Fawcett yeah. should have been there, and Fez uh, brought up to be Arthur. She was in MAME. She deserved to be there, too. It's not that fucking uh, difficult. Uh, you could Google. Celebrity deaths in 2009 and have it taken care of. Uh, it's somebody's job. To make sure everybody gets a little uh, mention and uh, just do it. See, they're probably going to come out today or tomorrow and apologize. The Academy, oh, we overlooked them, blah, blah, blah. They fucked up. But I, it had to be done on purpose. It was too big. Farrah Fawcett especially was too big of a death well, you not know, to be. But, but when the, the guy last night said, uh, called in to say they forgot Farrah Fawcett, somebody called us right away. I had to sit there and go, wait, was that last year? Like, I fucking get confused with that, too. I don't think anyone's going out of their way to try to hurt B. Arthur and Farrah Fawcett's families. I think they just fucked up. Uh, you know, people make stupid mistakes, and you shouldn't. You got one night a year to make this happen. Do it correct. But I don't think it, it was like Farrah Fawcett. She doesn't belong on there. She's stupid. Uh, Dan, Florida, run a fest show. Yeah, about it. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you guys see Judd Nelson last night um, during the John Hughes tribute? Man, he looked like total shit. I could barely recognize that guy. He looked fucking awful. He, and, uh, well, here's Ray the Wyatt, thing, uh, and this happens when a guy disappears. He looks his age. He looks like anybody that you went to high school with, except for you want to keep him at 19 years old. None of the Brat Packers really looked great last night. Molly oh, I, I thought the one girl did, the, the weird girl. Ali Sheedy? Yeah, I thought Ali Sheedy looked good. Um, but I didn't focus all that much. I think that we were getting search, search, hurry up and search questions together. Um, here is uh, Pat. Pat, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? What'd uh, you say, bud? It was, that horror montage was just atrocious last night. They show clips from Leprechaun, but don't show a single thing from Night of the Living Dead. And they do a tribute to Roger Corman, and the only film of his they showed a piece one was from Little Shop of Horrors. The guy made 200 horror movies in his career. Yeah, I don't uh, understand what happens and how they put those clips, and it's always going to go back to being Jaws for horror. And 
you know, the, one of the things that we, we never understand is what is exactly makes something a horror film. And Fez, you thought it was what? I thought it was the amount of slashing that actually goes on. But you had to remember, slasher films in the, in the terms of film are still pretty new. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. we had horror films for like 60 years before you had the first slasher film. So I always thought that a horror film meant there, there had to be something uh, otherworldly involved. A ghost, a monster, a possession, and that the other films are kind of murder films. Uh -huh. Now, you've got some of the slasher films that people have extra powers, you know? But some of, you know, the other, or else you're really just looking at a psycho killer film, you know? Like Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, he'll slash people, but I don't know if I would call that straight horror. What's horror for you, Dave? Well, see, to me, it's a, a, a mental state. If you're mentally frightened, then it is horror. So I actually would classify Dahmer or... Then, then I would put Precious as a fucking <laughs> horror film. Well, no, I mean, like, like actual, you know, violence and... and physically scary acts have to be uh, taking place so that and, and and then you combine the fact that you are you know mentally horrified like i was horrified during silence of the lambs i was horrified so that would be a horror movie to me all right uh and that, i think that does put in horror but i would almost call that suspense see i don't see i see a patriot games as suspense you know with jack ryan a hunt for october Action movies that are a little smart just to be qualified as action movies. That makes suspense for you. All right. Yeah. Uh, ben, North Carolina, you're on Fez. Yes, sir, Ronnie. I was wondering if you had any insight on why George Clooney looks so pissed off at uh, Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. Uh, what happens is they go, what bits can we do? They all know each other, and then they do it that way. And they're going, maybe there'll be a rube somewhere who will believe us. Ah, oh, and I'm the rude. Oh, get some cotton candy, have a balloon, and walk the midway. Have a great day. I want to thank a couple people, of course, uh, last night for our big uh, 202 Friends Twitter party. Uh, salute to the Oscars. Uh, number one, the good guys at Crunch Gear, who uh, always give us the nice plug. When we do anything, I believe they give us a plug if we do um, anything having to do with the Internet or Dave going crazy. Crunch Gear is always very good to us. And we didn't bring this up last night, and we should. A real pal to the show, Fred from Brooklyn, did not do his podcast because we were on Sunday night. Fred from Brooklyn, uh, classy act. Nice. Very nice. Classy act. Um, let's go to uh, our pal Jimmy James. Jimmy James, you're on Run of Fez. Morning, boys. Yeah. Hey, I just kind of wanted to back Ron up with the uh, difference between a horror and the suspense genre. Is you can't be able to kill the main villain by ordinary means. I if see. The I can't, there there is something otherworldly there. Now, some of the slasher films have that, Fez. Some of the slasher films, like uh, Friday the 13th, we stabbed him. No, he's sitting back up. That's more important than the slashing, in my opinion, in terms of horror. How the hell are you supposed to kill this now when you look at jaws it kind of goes back and forth between suspense and horror because after a while you're like that's not a fucking ordinary shark how is he following us did our own bad karma bring that shark here so 
Jones is on the line, but as they go along, mm-hmm. it gets to be there's something fucking weird about that shark. What is he doing following us to the Bahamas? <laughs> this is no good. Um, here's Shane. Shane in Texas. You're in the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie B. I don't know if it was me or not, but did you notice Jeff Bridges kind of looks like he's got meth mouth, like he's been out on the ranch just tweaking on meth and playing the guitar. Don't make you a bad person, Shane. Let's not judge. I mean, a lot of people there drinking. I don't see anybody pointing at them. If Jeff Bridges thinks to himself, I need a little meth to make it through tonight, I'm not going to deny him. His father was in Sea Hunt. His brother's really going to feel like shit today, probably. Like, what about me? I got there first, and the whole world loves my little brother. Um, All right, Ron and Fez show. Davey Mack, I know you came in with us late last night. You didn't get back to Jersey till late. What's on your mind this morning? Okay, well, actually, uh, Ben Roethlisberger has now been accused of sexual assault by a young woman in Georgia. Um, The alleged incident occurred early on uh, Sunday morning in a club in Milledgeville, and um, the uh, alleged victim who has been interviewed by police was treated at a local hospital and released. Uh, this is what gets to me about this. Uh, this is the second time for Ben. Not a... And, and, and why would she be treated? What happened to her? Um, she's the, fucking trying to twist her tit off? Details are a little bit vague, but Ben had a private room. He had uh, a, like an offensive lineman there, a couple pals. And there was anywhere between 5 and 20 chicks who were just going and leaving, going and leaving. And she said that he sexually assaulted her, grabbed her tits or something like that. The odd thing about this, of course, you know, a lot of people bring it up. Well, Ben, this is his second time. And, you know, these athletes and celebrities are victims to this sometimes. Uh, I never saw this happen to Kiss. You know what I mean? I never saw this happen to Warren Beatty. Never happened to Mick Jagger. It's just starting to be a little too much smoke here, Ben Roethlisberger. You need to chill the fuck out when you're partying and party with the right women. Well, I I kind of think though he's he's now in he's in Michael Irvin territory, right? Which actually I think though Michael Irvin might be into the pot heavily, but he, all the chicks who always accuse him, the cases always get dismissed because they're always you know they're always unfounded. I understand, but it doesn't happen to a lot of other guys. No, but and once, if it happens once, you're going to be like, well, that's weird. Let's look into this. Well, but if it keeps coming up, and again, there's a lot of celebrities out there who fucking party harder than this fucking guy, and no one ex- uh, accuses them. See, I don't think that once the, the, the one girl who uh, has dropped her actual, tr- uh, her actual lawsuit, her, her criminal investigation's over, but she has a civil lawsuit, so I think that this other girl, this new girl now, says, oh, she, there's, there's a woman who's, who has a civil lawsuit against Roethlisberger. Here he is. He's in the club. I'm in the club. I'll go for a civil lawsuit. So you, you think as soon as you start paying off people, exactly. now he looks like easy money. Exactly. At a certain point, you got to say to yourself, though, I'm going to fucking stay home and get fucked up. Right. I'm going to meet some other broad, bring her back to my house. Maybe videotape the whole occasion. You got to take care of your fucking self, Roethlisberger. You're supposed to be a quarterback. You got to be a thinking man. I think he's he's Big Ben. Doesn't know his own strength. He's coming on too strong with these women. He's grabbing, and he's going. It's going to catch up to him eventually. I think there's well, something to like, this. <laughs> well, these things have caught up to him. He's constantly finding himself in these deals. 
I mean, yeah. the fucking time to worry is now. Well, I mean, but he had, you know, he, he surrounded himself with four or five guys who were there, who were his witnesses. It, it, you know, like how, Maybe he needs some new friends. How are these women always getting, you know, one of those guys eventually is going to say, no, you know what, Roethlisberger did go after this chick. He, he did fucking injure this woman. It, it just seems all too easy. He's got to start and party at his own fucking house. I think it's odd that it happened so soon again right after the other one. You said that they dropped the criminal case. Maybe he thinks he's untouchable. Ben Roethlisberger. Well, all he's got to do Two-time is... Two-time champion. All he's got to do is look at how many times he got sacked last fucking couple seasons. He gets hit a lot. Mm. I, you know, it's just it's an, enough already. Go after someone else. You know, I mean, there's, there's, you got a couple Manning brothers that the girls could go after. All right, Davey Mack has now found himself, uh, well, in your own problem. Uh, we've played the stuff from Davey Mack uh, screwing up the Twitter awards. And if anything, Fez gave him a little shit about that. Right. He uh, rushed the stage at the uh, Shorty Awards for Twitter. And I said, Dave, you're going to end up in trouble. These aren't all going to have happy endings, and you're going to end up but shit out of luck. Happy endings? You mean someone masturbating his cock and then him ejaculating? No, where he gets away with it. Well, CNN uh, brought this up on Friday. And, Dave, you TiVo'd this yourself off of CNN? Um, y yes. And Rich Sanchez was the young hustler out there, uh, he was the person that you interrupted. He was the host of the show. Mm -hmm. So this took place on his show on CNN? It was on Rick Sanchez's show, which is actually called Rick's List. Yeah. Because everyone has their own little thing. Mm. Uh, and he uh, apparently doesn't like you so much. No, Rick Sanchez has... Um... Well, Friday you told us you think that... CNN is out to get you yeah. as a network. I, I just personally believe that it's too too many coincidences that CNN keeps keeping me off the air. Yeah. They don't have my name on the air. You know, they, they don't like me. They want me to to get off the airwaves. And it just it keeps happening over and over again. All right, let's just uh, judge this. And again, I don't know how the audio quality is going to be because it's Dave taping... His, well, we have better quality uh, if you want that. No, I like the one with you on it because I like the fact that we can see your face as we get going on this. But this is Rick's list on Friday about uh, 4 o'clock Eastern time, I think, uh, this took place. Rick's list on the CNN show. And this is the show all the kids are watching. The kids enjoy this program. Yeah, this is it. All right. essentially called the shorty where people from all over the world get the awards for putting out the best tweets and the politics and entertainment and everything even up to weirdness and it's called shorty awards because your you have to, twitter you, entry is short it's short right. and because you have to put it in 120 140 40 characters. characters exactly so okay. here i am uh at the shorty awards you had a moment didn't you and i had a moment well i i, I thought i was on a roll and i was doing fine but then all of a sudden some freak jumped up on stage <laughs> <laughs> The Shorty Award in the weird category goes to a fictitious tweeting llama. No! That uh, <laughs> tells its followers. <laughs> 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 
drink your water, CNN. I'm going to ruin your microphone. <laughs> I had to say something. You know, for a moment, I felt a little bit like he was entering my space, and it started to bother me, but I didn't want to overreact. Well, you know, know, when you grow up as a kid, like in the barrio kind of thing, and somebody does something like that, usually you punch their lights out. Did it take everything for you to... Uh, I just figured it wouldn't be the right uh, thing to do. You know, before you know it, we're rolling around on the ground, and John Stewart's having a heyday with it and stuff, so I kind of stayed away and let the folks who are supposed to organize the event. What I wish I had at the time was a way to tase him. I'm serious. I mean, if ever there's been a reason that somebody needed Rick to be Sanchez. put under, put no, it, no, no, but look, this guy was out of control, and I don't. Do you know his story, by the way? No, I don't. I don't. And quite honestly, I don't care because I'm kind of curious about the Shorty Awards <laughs> themselves. Because can we just can we be serious for a moment? Um, there were a lot of people who were honored, and we were chatting before the show, and yeah. you said you were really impressed. The guy who won the government tweet, the Shorty Award, was yeah. Cory Booker. Cory you Booker. were impressed by him. I think Cory Booker. Well, he won the he, he won the award for politics, and I got to fuck you. Fuck you, CNN. Fuck you. You're gonna die, baby. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Alright, there Dave at the end looking like a sinister weirdo from some kind of, uh, I'll say it, horror movie. Uh, because uh, you're, you're now angry with CNN. Yes, furious. But you don't understand something, Dave. Rick Sanchez is from the barrio. And <laughs> in the barrio, well, first of all, let, let's just point this out. I don't know. You might have fucking been, you might have grown up in the toughest fucking place in the world. Doesn't mean that you can beat everybody's ass in Beverly Hills, though. You know what I'm saying? You Just because you grew up in a tough place doesn't mean mano a mano you could beat Eastside Dave in a fight, so stop acting like you do. And two... Go over to the front page of RonFez.net. Somebody uh, over there did a screensaver of when Dave was on stage. Uh, and look at Rick Sanchez as Dave's acting crazy, has stepped back with his hands over his balls. <laughs> thinking, this man is taking my balls. You don't have to study body language to realize he feels like a bitch right now. So later... You bring up all the barrio shit that you want to, but that doesn't necessarily mean that in a fight you could beat Eastside Dave. So stop acting like, oh, I could have just knocked him out, but I didn't. You might have thrown a punch, and then we would have seen what would have happened. Yeah. Let's not necessarily think because you throw a punch, Dave would go down, and that would have been the end of it. Now... Uh, Dave shouldn't have ran up. He was in your space. Everything that you're saying is true. But I'm going to stop you when you act like I grew up tough so I could have knocked Dave out. There's only one way to settle this, of course. Um, and unfortunately, Dave mentioned, you know, Dave went into Guns N' Roses 
where this belongs, but I don't think it belongs in Welcome to the Jungle. I think it's more of a get into the ring type situation where That's what I want. He ideally that's what you're after right yes, now. Yes, I am furious mm. at Rick Sanchez. And if you're going to throw down... First, he, first of all, if he wants to throw down, you don't want to do it Barrio style. You want to do it two different ways. You get in the ring with gloves, headgear if you want it, or, since it's 2010, the octagon. But <laughs> don't just act like you're from the Barrio so, or, and you can beat Dave up. No, I, and, and, and does he realize I'm from Eastside Spring Lake? Yes, yeah, I think he that? does. Okay. Or I heard him bring up uh, tasing. How about yeah, each guy has a taser? Bring and it. it's a taser battle. I, I'd love to have a tase match. Also, let me say this. I didn't go up there one time. Right. And then he's like, oh, you know, I could have, I should have slugged him. I went up. I left the stage for 15 seconds, then went back. Right. So if you're going to be a tough guy, you can't say, you know what, I should have done it, because then I gave you a second opportunity to do it. Well, yeah, why not, guy? why not just say the truth? Hey, it was a nice, it was a nice, silly fucking night there. Uh, this guy was a weirdo, but we had fun with it. Because yeah. that's the way you treated it. You treated it like it was fun. Yeah. Um, but you really, you really can't go by that. Uh, later acting like, well, I could have just knocked him out. I, I can say that. Yeah. And, oh, you know what, Ron? Uh, Carl Banks was walking in the hallway. Yeah. Former New York football giant. You know what? I should have just fucking punched him in the mouth. And here's the truth. I should have. You, you would have been able to sneak him. You would have been able to punch him in the mouth. Doesn't mean he would have stayed down. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? In a fight, both people are fighting. In a fantasy fight, you hit someone... The crowd cheers for you and carries you out into the street. <laughs> I don't think that would happen, Rick Sanchez. Here's Marco in Virginia. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Hey, well, the reason I'm calling because it's the same thing is when, when people listen to rap music, rap, people that listen to rap music, they, they automatically think they can fight. Right. They automatically think they can beat the shit out of anyone. And everyone will act like, oh, I grew up in Brooklyn, or I grew up in East St. Louis. Doesn't mean somebody from Madison, Wisconsin couldn't whip your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are guys from Madison, Wisconsin who can fucking fight. And only an idiot acts like, because I, come, I came from a tough place, which I don't even know if he has. Apparently, everybody in the United States grew up in the toughest fucking childhood possible. I still know what the barrio is. Is that a town? No, the barrio is considered, it's like when we would say Mex uh, like a Mexican ghetto. Oh. So a barrio is Mexican, but, you know, real tough. East L.A. would be the barrio. I see. Now, I don't know where Rick Sanchez grew up. And again, it happens, guys from uh, the Bronx could get knocked out by a guy from Point Pleasant. All the time. You can't, you, athletes and fighters come from all different places. Um, Mike, Mike, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yo, Dave, I just want to shake kudos, my brother. That took balls of steel, man. You'd knock this Rick guy out in a fucking heartbeat, dude. I say we throw you in the ring, a little daddy Yankee, and we make this happen. I well, here's the thing. I don't know whether that would happen. I have no idea of Rick Sanchez's fighting abilities. Right, he's got a big mouth. He can take anyone on. He's so, throwing the gauntlet down. I'm answering, Sanchez. We can, you know, he can set it up if he wants to. We'll set it up for him. Give the money to charity and get your revenge on his side, Dave. That's all I want. Rick, 
Here I am. Because I'll tell you right now. Run. I'll yeah. give Rick fucking 20 seconds of, of free punches before I even have to, you know, before I'm allowed to throw a punch. I'll give the Barrio 20-second head start. <laughs> That'll be the end of it. Because I'm Rick Sanchez. But I'm not going to play around. We're not yeah. going to spar. Right. You fucking want to knock my socks off. Well, Rick Sanchez, I will, I will answer that bell. Uh, and this chick, whoever she is, I've never heard of a news person not wanting the whole story. Uh, uh, Vic, Vic in Texas, you're on running Fez. Morning, buddies. Yeah. Hey, I just wanted to say I went to, uh, or my buddy rather, went to West Point. He was telling me he boxed up there at West Point with a kid. Kid was from Connecticut, lived in like an, lived in an estate, had a butler, the whole deal, like preppy white kid deluxe. He said this kid hit harder than anybody he'd ever seen. He'd flat whip your ass. I, I saw, I was in a bar one time, saw a fucking guy in an IZOD shirt knock out a biker. <laughs> now, I would have lost big cash if I went into that. But you don't know who that other guy is until it starts to fucking happen. That's why I'm always fucking surprised by these guys that are ready to start shit in their car with some other guy that they never saw before in their life. Yeah. you got to clock that. No fucking military man goes into a battle without knowing as much information as he can. You won't see a military man go, we're a Marine, so uh, we'll just go in and beat these fucking locals, and that'll be the end of it. They try to have as much firepower as they... You want the advantage. We don't know what Rick has, but at the same time, Rick Sanchez, you don't know what Dave has. No, I got fire is what I have, now, not just on uh, my head. He brought up John Stewart. I'm sure people would like that, would love to help promote the fight. I'll guarantee you this. I think MSNBC would love to see this fight, and Fox News would love to see this fight. And to be honest, everybody at CNN would like to see this. It could be a charity affair, no craziness. You want a ref there? I'll play square. We can do this. But you called Eastside Dave out. You know his name. Don't act like some nut. I never heard of before. You know this guy's Say name. Say the name, Rick. Yeah. Here's the deal, Rick. You got to get in the ring. Remember when um, Muhammad Ali started hitting that guy because the guy kept calling him Cassius? Oh, yeah. He was saying, what's my name? That's what I'm going to do with Rick Sanchez. I'm going to say, what's my name and what's my radio show? What's my show? And he, he better even say the hours, too. If he doesn't say 11 to 3, I'm just going to keep him up there. And, and I'm not going to lie to you, Rick. I don't think Dave's the best fighter in the world. But I think he'd go to distance with Rick Sanchez. Yeah, trust me. I boxed from when I was 10 to 14 in, Patty K in my friend Pat's. You know, you guys have met Pat several times in his garage. You're Undefeated. <laughs> Undefeated. Against other race kids. You never fought anybody from the barrio. They didn't have garage boxing in the barrio. All right, here we are. They it's, don't have garages in the barrio. The challenge is now on. Uh, and obviously, O and A are real good friends with all the Octagon guys. I'm, I think we could probably even get this as an undercard. I think we could probably get this as, as an undercard anywhere you want to do it. I'd love it. And all the money can go to charity. It's fine. I'd love that cha charity be Stanley McDonald. But that's <laughs> me. I'm just saying. Um, here's uh, Tom in New Jersey. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. I'm back in Eastside. Based on the redhead retard strength factor. 
The guy from CNN is going to get his ass kicked. We just don't know at this point. I'm not taking anything away from Rick Sanchez. He might have had the toughest fucking uh, childhood you can imagine. Might have had to fight his way in and out of school every day. Again, how's that? what's that got to do with an adult? You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. You're an adult now. I don't understand why you think you can just lay this down. There is one way to prove it, though. You got to get in the ring. Get in the ring. Uh, here is uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the Ron and Fez show. You know, this Rick Sanchez kind of reminds me of one of the guys in the fucking stand and deliver class. But I do want to know what Dave is putting on the line if he loses to him. I'll uh, lose to Rick Sanchez. He'll be in an embarrassment. <laughs> Dude, I will get. I, I pro- promised my wife I wouldn't make tattoo bets anymore, but I will get. A seven to eight inch uh, shot of Rick Sanchez on my chest. So in other words, on my chest. Whatever you you promise your wife is useless. <laughs> Let's get that out. <laughs> no, of No, because I didn't. I did not foresee this coming, and I will be so close into Rick Sanchez's grill. I will be so close into his grill. I'll be able to tell his breath. I don't 19. even know. Um, here is. Let's go over to uh, Tom Yonkers. You're on fest. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Uh, just a Wikipedia, Rick Sanchez, born in Cuba, grew right, up Barry, in Hio- born in, uh, grew up in Hialeah, Florida. All right, uh, a scrappy neighborhoods, no doubt about Never it. Never heard of it. Uh, Hialeah, Florida, outside of Miami. I don't doubt that Rick didn't have to scrap his way up through life. But again, it doesn't mean that for the rest of your life, you can go around knocking people out. Yelling at people, calling people out. It's not going to fly with me, Rick. Yeah. I ain't I ain't some patsy. I ain't Wolf Blitzer, pal. One way to do this, get in the ring, Rick Sanchez. Eastside Dave is ready. I ain't here to see Cooper, bitch. You know who you're dealing with? Eastside Davey Mac. Don't wear my name out, Sanchez. What's my name? Left jab. What's my name? Right jab. Uppercut cross. I'm gonna, you're gonna look like fucking Joe Glass when I'm done with you, bitch. Yeah, that's a Tyson's punch out reference. Let's go, Rick Sanchez! I defeat Louis C.K., and now I'm coming after your ass! 3 0 versus Earl Douglas in slap boxing. Broke his fucking watch. What do you got, Rick? Huh? You better have a fucking Casio, bitch, because you don't want that shit broken. Yeah! CNN, you made a big mistake, baby. I'm going to dr- run out into the crowd like it's St. Louis all over again. I know I'm not really Axl Rose, but still, I'm going to channel his fucking spirit. You're dead, Rick. You're dead, man. Hear this song? This is going to be the last song you ever hear, Rick Sanchez. And it's not exactly James Earl Jones, bitch. I wish it was the CNN medley, but it's not. It's W. Axel Rose. It's the 580-pound gorilla that's going to be stomping all over your ass. Me and you, Sanchez. I beat bigger guys than you. I eat for lunch. Jack Cafferty. Sue Simmons. She's a New York local person. Ever heard of her? He, know, he knows her. Matt Lauer. Where's he now, Rick? I fucking hit him so hard he lost all his hair. Yeah? Oh, you're dead, Rick. 
Now that's my name. I'm calling you out. Eastside David McDonald. By the way, I think that was Ernie Terrell that uh, Ali kept saying, say my name. It was Ernie Terrell. Because Rick Sanchez acts like he has no idea what your name is, even though he had time to put this together. I'm gonna get Rick Sanchez in. That ring gonna be the snout out of his mouth. Mario! Mario! Where's the Dave Pound to uh, Twitter, at uh, Rick Sanchez, on Twitter? And let's see what he's got here. Maybe he wants to do it, maybe he doesn't. This goes to all the Dave Pound, Pound fans in Twitter. That means you at Great American Zero. That means you. Go after this Rick Sanchez. Rick Sanchez, fuck you. Suck my fucking dick. You've been ripping off the kids, taking their hard-earned money. You're going to antagonize me, Sanchez? Antagonize me, motherfucker. Get in the ring, motherfucker, and I'll kick your bitchin' little ass. Tweet this to Rick Sanchez. Ready? It's coming up after this short guitar solo. Hey, Rick Sanchez. I don't like you. I just hate you. I'm gonna kick your ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe Dave needs to remake this video. <laughs> you may not like my integrity. No. And that's a bullshit bitch on CNN. It's Mario time. And in this corner, weighing 850 pounds, running Fez 11 to 3. That's the name, Rick Sanchez. And you tell that little ditz to your right to get in the ring. 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 Ring. Get in the ring. Get in the ring! This part goes on for a while. <laughs> Get in the ring! Get in the ring! This song is dedicated to, to Rick Sanchez! To all those opposed, well, dot 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 baby, ellipsis. It's cryptic, Rick. You know what that well means? means get in the ring. You're all blown up after singing a song, and there's no way anyone, sh- of any adult male, should know the lyrics to that Guns N' Roses <laughs> deep track. I was also shadowboxing <laughs> while I was singing. All right, let's hope this one gets over fast. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be over in the first round. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. And this isn't crazy stalker type talking no uh he's got nothing to fear from dave 
Dave isn't going to follow him home Mm -mm. or bother him. Nope. He's simply saying this. You acted like you could have knocked him out because you're from the barrio. Dave uh, lived in a beautiful home in Spring Lake, New Jersey, went to a private school. Uh, The only chance that he even knew Hispanic people was seeing him out the window from his limo as they were doing the giant lawns in front of his home. Correct. But he still thinks he could take you in a fight. In in a heartbeat. And it's not a doubt in my mind. And again, I didn't start this war. This is the beginning of Barry Lyndon. You started this duel, mister. And now, when you fire that bullet, you better fucking hit, Sanchez. Because you know what happened in Barry Lyndon. I I forgot the ending, too. Yeah. I think Barry Lyndon died. I think so. It's not one of my favorite Kubricks, but nevertheless. Even, a, even after he let the guy away, the guy got a new gun and shot him. Yeah. Remember? It was fucking, I hated that little bitch that got, that got to win that. Huh. Dan in Ohio, you're on the Fez. Rick Sanchez, more like Bitch Sanchez. Let's go, doggy. That's right. All right. Uh, I'm checking over the Rick Sanchez Twitter page. Yeah. This one says, if anyone should get the, oh, wait. If anyone should get the backstory on someone they're reporting, it should be fucking CNN. No wonder your ratings suck. And that comes to him from Lily. Our own Lily. Wow. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's been in my corner this whole time. Maybe she can be my, my, my corner gal. She That would be fantastic. Because she's been, as soon as she's given me three or four texts saying, yeah. good. Keep going after. She had some problem with CNN that we don't know about, I think. Well, I, you <laughs> know. She's really angry. Uh, but it's it's really funny to see this uh, because, yeah, Dave did something stupid. But then what you did back to Dave on Friday is personal. Yeah, and it's actually stupider because Sandy, he I does, don't know. Yeah, the guy is supposed to be a reputable, objective newsman, and he's challenging people to fights. I'm just answering the call now, Sanchi. Sanchi? Dirty, dirty Sanchez is what oh, we call that's him. Brilliant. I just nice. saw that right now. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, that just yeah. came to me. That'll drive him insane. <laughs> CJ in Virginia, you're on a fez. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Hey, buddy, I just want to let you know, man, take all that anger you have from Stan being in the hospital and nobody wanting to help you, you feel like, and throw it all down the ring, man. That's right. Where's CNN for that? How come they didn't report that on their fucking news network? How come there aren't stories of, you know, the soda tax and all these things? And, And my daughter, she has a cold. Why, how come they, my mom had to go in for surgery last week? Why isn't that on CNN? You see what I mean? I had no idea. There's lots of stories that they could be covering, but they choose to ignore it. Do you feel like this has has gotten personal and you feel like you're the little guy right now? Absolutely am I the little guy. I'm going against CNN. I'm taking an entire news organization on, and I'm doing it proudly. Are you? And after I win Rick Sanchez, I want to host Rick's List. He, you, how about this, Mr. B? He can come in here and sit on Ron Fez. You're going to make him second mic? If he wins? <laughs> I, I'd say second mic. I would but. say if he loses. If he loses, he gets to be here, but if I win, I get to be on Rick's list. That's it. We just fucking swap. We do the trade. All just, right. Um, I want my shot. You, you've got to uh, get people into this. 
Let's go, people! This is fucking of dire consequence! Get on Rick Sanchez's Twitter! Let's right, go! Let's go back to the part where he really mocks you out, Dave. Okay. Let's go back and get that. Let me just grab that up there. Uh, Mike. Mike in Michigan, you're in my face. Rick Sanchez. More like Dirty Sanchez. Dave just did that joke. <laughs> that was a loud running hang-up. Wait a minute. Uh, what about this? Rick Sanchez? More like Rick's fucks Fez. <laughs> All right, it's let's good. hear the part that he calls you a freak. You have to, the Twitter entry is short. It's short, right? and because you have to put it in 120, 140 40 characters. characters. Exactly. So yeah. here I am uh, at Shorty Awards. You had a moment, didn't you? And I had a moment. Well, I, I, I thought I was on a roll and I was doing fine, but then all of a sudden some freak jumped up on the <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. Freak. Shorty Awards. You know, for a moment, I felt a little bit like he was... Entering my space, and it started to bother me, but just I didn't want to overreact. Bit. Well, you, you know, a little cozy with you. You know, when you grow up as a kid, like in the barrio kind of thing, yeah. and somebody does something like that, usually you punch their lights out. Did it take everything for you to? Uh, I figured it wouldn't be the right thing. Uh, so, you know, before you know it, we're rolling. He could have punched your lights out. That's why you see he could have done from that. the barrio easily too, with a will, with a will smirk. Now it's Rick Chan Sanchez, CNN. Is this thing? We'll put up a link on Dave's uh, Twitter site, and of course we'll put it up on two or two fronts. But I'm overlooking at his verified account. This is what he has. Some of his latest tweets. Did you guys catch the Oscars last night? What you think? Entertaining. Did the most deserving nominees win? <laughs> Great stuff. Then former House Major. This is uh, 32 minutes ago. Former House Majority Leader Tom Delay. Unemployed benefits keep people from looking for jobs. Your thoughts? Call Hey Rick. Wow. Um, now here he is from March 5th. Who is this guy killed at Pentagon? Another anti-gov nut? Drilling down. <laughs> uh, before that on March 5th. I'm back in Atlanta after shorties. Wait till you see our video of Heckler. Wow. Must see. Oh. So he's just calling you... I was not a heckler, yeah. Sanchez. I was a goddamn nominee that won the the majority of the votes. You know, in, in a democratic nation, no one's even calling that out. Yeah. That I had twice as... I had 500 votes compared to 250 of the llama. We just chuck that out the window and give it. And Rick Sanchez is a part of it. He's a part of the bullshit. Uh, Chris, in Indiana, you're on Run Fez. Hey, hey, guys. Uh... Hey, Dave, I would be literally about channeling Axl Rose in the ring, though, because I think Tommy Hilfiger kind of fucked him up in a bar fight, didn't he? Really good point. If you would have said to anybody, uh, Axl Rose or Tommy Hilfiger, nobody would have bet Hilfiger. <laughs> Hilfiger mopped the floor with him. <laughs> um, and even in that thing, he called out Bob Guccione as being a little bitch, and you're, yeah. Guccione then went like this. I'll fight you any time. I'm a fucking three-time black belt. Three different types of fucking martial arts. A lot of these rich kids get fucking trained. Yeah. And plus, there's a lot of rich fucking evil people. Yeah, and they have nothing else better to do than to kickbox and do fitness shit. Yeah, you never know what they're going to be up to. Yeah. You just can't judge people by where they grew up, how tough they're going to be. 202 Friends has a link. Um, and Dave's site, which is... I will look. Uh, RFE side, Dave. RFE side. 
our feast side. I haven't done it yet. I will Twitter it, though, soon. Uh, and he'll put it up there because Dave wants to get Rick Sanchez of CNN in the ring. Quite frankly, to me, it seems like Rick Sanchez has decided to take on Dave. He, he's the one. He's the one who called me out. So, so if you, you can't call someone out and then have the other person say, okay, here I am. Sal in Chicago, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, uh, Fezzy, this might be your big shot, man. You always wanted to be a wrestling manager. I think Dave's uh, looking for a manager. What do you say? Interesting point here. Dave has been, uh, Fez has been very quiet about it. And this is the thing that blew Fez's $1,000 offer off the table. And I know you were bummed about that. Right, yeah, where I offered a $1,000 reward. Still up for grabs, by the way, for whoever vandalized the Andy Griffith statue in North Carolina. Last week's news. What the kids are talking about today is Eastside Dave McDonald and Rick Sanchez, CNN. If this thing goes down, Fezzi, mm-hmm. and right now it's looking like it probably will, and it's probably going to be on CNN Live, whose corner would you be in? I would, after listening to Rick Sanchez, seeing what Dave did, I would have to be, after all this, in Eastside Dave's corner. Wow! Because here's my thing. I don't like people who think it's okay to put their hands on other people. And Dave did, I mean, I totally disagree with what Dave did. I thought it could be a world of hurt for him. They're going to both put their hands on each other. It's going to be done in the ring. And Rick Sanchez was a gentleman that night. He did the right thing. He took a step back. He covered his balls. Nobody ever sat there and said, oh, Dave turned Rick Sanchez into a bitch. I don't think it was in his job description to feel that he needed to knock anybody out. Right. Then again, I didn't know he was a barrio baby. I had no idea of his history. He thinks it's okay to tase people, to punch people's lights out. I would love to have this as a tase battle. I'll do that in a heartbeat. Dave can use a taser as well as anybody. Yeah. And I know you can take a taser. I would, I would love to do that. I'll do whatever. I don't think you'd feel it. I'll do whatever Sanchez wants. And I will Rocky for this thing. If he doesn't want to come up to New York, I'll find him in his hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, the home base for CNN. I'll go down there the way Rocky went to Moscow to fight Drago. I'll fight anywhere, anytime, any style. Do we still have those Team Eastside Dave t-shirts? From that one. fight that we did before, I have one of them. Where uh, maybe we could clone it. You defeated the uh, Midnight Rider. Yeah, I, I have one mm-hmm. shirt. If there's a way to clone T-shirts, then... I'm, I'm sure some of the girls, because I remember you had a lot of girls in your corner back then. Uh, Those were the days. Yeah. Um, here's our friend Arch. Arch on the Run Fest show. Hey guys. Uh, speaking of, uh, is a Hard Rock available for this uh, little contest? Let me just tell you something. Hard Rock Johnny and I are, are best friends for nine years. I think I could say, if I call him up and I say, I've got Eastside Dave, I've got Rick Sanchez, and Earl's ready to do a book signing, I'm pretty sure I can get the Hard Rock for that. I, th- I say we do it all in one, you know. Then at the end of this, uh, what we do is a barrio party. So, you know, whatever happens, if Sanchez wins, we shake hands. If Dave wins, we shake hands. But then it's a barrio party from that point on. I got another idea. Call Carlos Santana. And just the way Rocky fought Drago on Christmas, maybe I... won't drop this Drago thing. Hold on. Maybe I fight Barrio Guy on Cinco de Mayo. All right. 
I'll slap him around, and then you know I don't want to make this into a patriotic thing or or whatnot. You know, well, patriotic I, for them. I love Mexicans. But... <clears throat> well, he's not a Mexican; he's a Cuban. Cuban, okay. Which, by the way, I never heard that the Cubans called their neighborhood barrios. I thought that was all Mexican. I don't know though. Yeah, he could be. You know, we should look <clears throat> into this guy. Well, you said he grew up in Cuba. Yeah, that Gu- was in his Wikipedia. Guanaboca. And then uh, he grew up where in uh, South Florida. Um, I'm not sure where he grew up in South Florida. <laughs> small town. Oh, um, Hialeah? Hialeah? Hialeah. Hialeah, not a small town at all. It's right no. outside of Miami. There's a lot, actually a lot of people there. No, yeah. for its highlight. It says he grew up there and then and graduated from that high school, too. I'm going to tell you, it's not, a, it's not an untough neighborhood. Everything that he was saying, scrappy neighborhood, 100% true. You had, he also had a football scholarship to Minnesota State. All right, so now you're starting to worry a little bit. No, I'm not. Now I'm actually excited. You're taking yeah. on a golden because gopher. Now, I didn't. I was gonna feel bad if I mopped the floor with this little. I hope you whipped your ass now. News sissy, but you know now it's not. Now I can see that. Okay, fine. The guy has some quote unquote cred. I won't feel Street guilty. Yeah. yeah, I won't feel guilty when I leave him as a a puddle of flesh, and I will. And then after that, it's a barrio party. Yeah. Everybody be happy because who doesn't like a barrio party? All right, we are going to. Uh, Come back uh, after this break. Alice in Wonderland made an amazing $114 million. And Putin pissed that the uh, Russians stunk up the Olympics. He said, we've invested too much money as a country to get back so few medals. We'll talk about these and more Ron and Fez show. The Ron and Fez show. The virus on Sirius XM. The virus. Sirius 197, XM202. Ron and Fez.
31 today. That's our buddy Johnny in Belfast. Wow, did not work out the way Johnny uh, wanted to. Um, thought things would have been a little different by now. Thought his life would have been better somehow. Our good friend Johnny in Belfast. Uh, happy birthday, buddy. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And by the way, when you're 31 in Belfast, that's like being 90 anywhere else in the world. Those people live hard. Doesn't mean that he could necessarily beat his side Dave in a fight, though. Can't get around that. Dave didn't grow up in the barrio. Uh, I want to point this out. People are, of course, uh, trying to help Eastside Dave. The Dave Pound is out there. It's Rick Sanchez, CNN, not just some regular guy named Rick Sanchez. He'd like for us to leave him alone. It's Rick Sanchez, CNN. Um, No one wants to fight regular guy Rick Sanchez. That's not the battle we're looking for. Uh, The biggest 3D movie opening all time dwarfed the Avatar opening, and that is Alice in Wonderland. Davey Mac, did you get the opportunity to see this? Nope. I uh, was busy this weekend. I did see it over the weekend, and again, it is uh, 3D. It's To me, it looks just like Avatar. It's 3D. I don't see the difference. Uh, but now, with a $114 million opening, um, and, of course, Avatar being the number one film of all time, and both of these being what you would call mediocre films at best. I think the 3D thing is here to stay. I think at the very least, it's going to be a long time to shake it. Yeah, and I didn't even see any good reviews about Alice in Wonderland. Well, I'm the one who... No, these aren't for people who read reviews. It's going to be the Transformers crowd. It's going to be the kids who like to show up and, and watch this. It also it, it reminded me a lot of Avatar. And it's kind of a dreamy uh, setting. You get there and you kind of feel dreamy because of the 3D. But I don't know if it moves the story along uh, well when you have those glasses on. There seems to be an, an odd disconnect. We're going to have to wait until we get a great film in 3D. Uh, so far, though, I'm going to agree with what um, Blowhard said a long time ago, and that's a Viewmaster. It just feels, it doesn't necessarily feel like you're there. As a matter of fact, I thought the most interesting shot was at the end, the uh, at the end of the film, the film's over and they're rolling credits, and they had kind of this weird flowery thing around it, where if you sat there and were watching it, it looked like you were at a, at a playhouse and not, uh, a movie theater like you it felt like you were looking at a play set i don't know if that is enough though but people show up for these it's never going to go away now no it's, it's in it, it's 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 over and every fucking uh popcorn movie is going to blow up with it yeah. and eventually probably the smaller film is going to get it too weird oddly enough <laughs> because it's just to make more cash well as soon as people get used to this is the way you see a movie you know give it five to ten years and it's probably going to be every single movie. It's a, right now, though, it seems odd to think that one day there'll be dramas like Precious shot in 3D. At one time, that would have been considered odd for color. Serious films were done in black and white. And it's, again, I don't like the 3D. It makes me nauseous. But it's like now it's like the VHS tapes that I clung to 
for so long. I didn't know that you clung to those. Oh, yeah, I still have VHS player. I had no idea. Yeah, and my giant collection of VHS tapes, mostly wrestling things. All those together are worth a dollar right now. Everybody who said I have, uh, you know, like $10,000 worth of tapes is wrong. DVDs are the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. They just don't resell at any kind of value. They just become uh, useless. It's all crap because you can just get everything in a couple of days with an internet connection. With a That's all you need right now. And a hard drive. It's and like, I don't blame, though. I mean, it is a better way of dealing. You don't want, like Fez said, a fucking wall full of tapes or DVDs. It's just uh, ridiculous. I'm not getting into this Blu-ray thing because that's going to be gone before it, uh, you know, you, before too long. You still have tapes. We know you're not going to get into Blu-ray. You would not have a wall of tapes. Blu-ray's only slightly better, though. We have a Blu-ray player, and I'm actually a little bit disappointed. It's 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 slightly better. It's Hicks not great. said the right thing. All you want to do is be able to download things and watch them there. You don't want to. You don't want a wall of anything. A wall is fucking annoying. Um, but you know, I I shouldn't be surprised with Fez. I know he still has dial-up. Um, his house still sounds like the beginning of the Matrix every time he tries to get online. And it's not easy all the time either. A lot of times I get a busy signal. I got to start all over again. Also, we call him, and that knocks him off his internet too. Uh, Chris in New Jersey, you're on running Fez. Yeah, I just want to know. Uh, there have been a couple 3D movies before, like Nightmare on Elm Street. They had in 3D, and I think there had to have been something else, and nothing really popped off after that. You really think? Uh... Yeah, you just saw this weekend. Avatar did big, and it's a different 3D. It's not like Nightmare of Elm Street, which I remember going to see, and they're doing the, you know, oh, here's the uh, here's the fishing pole. You know, that it doesn't happen like that. Nothing came uh, jumping out of the cameras. It's all just about layering. They're no longer trying to get it look like, you know, the, the fucking ping pong ball is going both of these big films that i saw i never once saw the audience dock or yell out in fun 3d su- uh, surprise it's just about the layering of the film and, and it's here to stay and any of the big films that are coming the big comic book films or big summer films that are coming out it's already announced that all right we're going to just start shooting green lantern in 3d now well it's already been decided let's face it um would you want to go see the big 3d movie in 2d or do you feel like you're missing something? I feel like I'm not getting the full experience if I go there in 2D. Any more than if I went out and saw a movie and they decided to switch it from color to black and white. Because the film wouldn't have been shot in black and white. It wasn't supposed to be seen that way. Now, if a filmmaker is going to make something in 3D, I don't want to go to the 2D version of it. It just doesn't make sense. There was a commercial for Alice in Wonderland over the weekend, and I, at the very end, the announcer goes, you know, now showing in 3D, and there was a quick tag at the end, also available in 2D. Well, not all the, not all the theaters have or are set to run in 3D, but you're not getting it the way that, that the filmmaker set it up. He shot this film in 3D using those cameras. That is the way to see it. Now, I don't mean that you have to go see it, uh-huh. but if you're going to, that's the way it was meant to be. It's kind of dumb to do that. And I have to say, at best, it was uh, mediocre. It wasn't awful. Uh, 
but it certainly wasn't something where I'd say to you guys, oh, you got to go running out to see uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Andy, Allentown, Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I actually got a question for you. I saw this uh, Alice in Wonderland in 3D this weekend, and uh, when I left there, me and my girlfriend were talking, and it actually seemed that because of the way the 3D glasses are, it took away from what colors and stuff the, the movie did, uh, you know, that it was shot in. But being a Tim Burton movie, it kind of has a darker, like, thematic elements to it. And I think the glasses really made it look darker compared to the previews you see on TV for, you know, the regular 2D version. And along with that, the previews that were before that, I'm sure you saw them too, with the exception of Tron, um, which looked so-so, they were all, you know, Pixar-type movies, and it still was no real live, you know, actors. I just want to know what you thought about that. Well, we're all we're already having the biggest film of all time, Avatar, is being, you know proves that the 3D thing works. And one of the reasons why it's the biggest film of all time is because you spend more money. I don't know how many more people saw this movie than the last couple of Tim Burton movies, but it made $114 million. Gigantic opening for a film that isn't that big a deal. And uh, I saw it in the theater on an afternoon. And the theater wasn't close to being filled. Where we were going, I guess this movie's flopping. And then I see the figures at the end of the weekend, and I'm like, they must be charging a lot more. It must be like having one and a half times the ticket price. So it's going to be around for the big summer movies. It's just going to happen now. And I don't think it makes the action look any better. I think it kind of gets a little too blurry when there's action scenes going on. But I am so bored with the action films anyway. I don't want to see any more armies of weirdness added up against other armies of weirdness. But there's so many of them. The ba- yeah, there's, the battle scenes are so fucking stupid. We've seen it all a million times, and I know the good guys are going to win. CGI's really just ruined everything, because like when you had like Braveheart and you saw a big fight with real people, right. it was great. It was great to watch it, but the CGI's just made it look like shit. I think, you know started, fake. I think that started with The Lord of the Rings. They do all look like Lord of the Rings battle scenes. Like, mm-hmm. when you go to any of these things now, there's that Lord of the Rings battle moment uh, that uh, bored me even then. Um, here's Adam. Adam, you're on the Run of Fest show. Adam in Jersey. Hey, I was just um, commenting about the, the 3D. I think that you have so much experience in the home now as far as the theater is concerned. I have surround sound and a beautiful picture. I think it's a way that the filmmakers are able to differentiate the experience of going to the movies. Yeah, well, thanks for the obvious. Yeah, we've talked about that many times, that it's because of the bootlegs, too, that you want to get people to see films in the theater, and here's a way to do it. I'm still uh, going and watching bootlegs of 3D movies. There's nothing anyone can do about you. You refuse (laughs) to spend money on fucking entertainment. It's free, man. Just don't worry about it. You don't have to spend shit on entertainment. Do you wear bootleg glasses? No, blue blockers are cheap enough. I guess eventually what will happen is that, you know, the 3D effects will all get together and then lens crafters will have special 3D, really nice ones that you can purchase. Well, the the 3D glasses are a lot better now than they used to be. But I think one of the problems with what you're talking about, though, Fez, is that the 3D isn't the same for every 3D. When Dave stole his 3D glasses and then he couldn't watch the Super Bowl commercial that way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what, I don't know if every film is going to be a little different when it comes to that. I saw something this weekend that I found kind of horrifying. 
These were breast cancer awareness lollipops. Why? It's not breast cancer month. But yeah, I guess maybe they were left over in the store. But they were shaped like the breast cancer pink ribbons. Mm -hmm. And it just seems wrong to be eating an awareness ribbon. It doesn't seem like... Maybe if you wanted to put the ribbon on the wrapper of a regular lollipop, that's one thing. But it's supposed to be a sign of hope and awareness. And then you're licking it and eating it and chewing it off of a stick. It just doesn't seem appropriate to me. Mm. Do you alert anybody to this? No, I mean, there was no one from the Breast Cancer Society around. What did you say to yourself? I can't wait to bring this up on the air? I said, well, that's kind of offsetting, and maybe I'll mention it on the air. Feel better? A little bit. Good. That's the beauty of it. You can vent here, Fez. Yeah, it feels like, you know, like if someone was eating a chocolate cross. It just doesn't They seem... have chocolate crosses. And Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, now that doesn't seem right, to start chewing on a cross where someone's Lord and Savior was hung. Well, that's only one of many, many crosses. There were a lot of people that were crucified before Jesus, and a lot after. They didn't go, let's come up with a whole new way of killing Jesus. Right, but it's still, I mean, the cross really goes with Jesus, though. Well, he was I the mean, most, it's his symbol. It's no doubt. He is the most famous. But there were a lot of other people. He was one of only three crosses that day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, busy Friday. Mm. Uh, Hicks, do you know who the other two people were on the crosses? No, I do not. No one ever remembers the opening acts. Isn't that sad? It's kind of sad. I mean, those guys went out there and did their time. Brutus? No, it wasn't Brutus. Um, eight six six Ron zero Fez, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, Nick in Kansas, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Ronnie Bennington, you are a hundred percent correct about this issue with the movies, mm. because if you go online and look and Google the number of tickets sold for individual movies, the movie Jaws actually sold more more tickets than the movie Avatar domestically. Yeah, but at the same time, more people saw Gone with the Wind than both those films put together. It's a yeah. totally different world. You have to also take this into uh, into account. When Jaws came out, there was no way to see Jaws again except for years later on regular TV and sliced up. Now, obviously, it did eventually come to cable. But in 1974, people weren't acting like, ah, well, I'll see it on cable later. Most people didn't even have cable when it was out then. It was like a, a millionth of the people living in the country. Yeah, I remember, uh, I think it was 81, we had HBO, and HBO premiered on TV Star Wars for the first time. So it was four years after the film had come out that was the first time you could see it on TV. Right. And uh, it was like a huge fucking event. We had like 30 people over to my parents' house. Yeah, they did a a major push, HBO did, when they had Star Wars. Yeah. And they did this thing of, we now have Star Wars, and there was gigantic amount of promotion that I, went into I it. I think it made HBO. I really do, because after HBO had Star Wars, you were like, that's HBO. You know, HBO's the, the, HBO's they're, the king. They're better than Showtime. You start to do that. Yeah. Because it used to be, do you want the HBO package, or do you want the Showtime package? And then, of course, there was some kind of deluxe package that nobody was getting. Right. And you would get, like, um, you know, you knew if it was a good hotel, if it said on the yellow sign, we have HBO. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, this place is pretty decent. Um, uh, Tim Tebow, over the weekend, signing autographs, 
$160 a pop mm-hmm. for his autograph. Seems a little bit high for me, but he had... They, and what would you pay for his autograph? I would say a Tim Tebow is maybe $50. That's what you would pay personally? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, You would actually give him $50 for his autograph? I think that would be the top number right now, yeah. I, have no, I had no idea that you would pay Tim Tebow for his autograph. That seems crazy to me. So, well, I mean, what it, would you do with it? I would probably, you know, I would give it to my brother as a gift. Oh, I see. Yeah, to me, that would be worth it. But so 160 Your point would be, how much would I spend on a gift for my brother? Uh-huh. Not how much of his uh, autograph. So this is like some autograph signing party or whatever? Right, yeah, in, in West Palm. And then later, Fez, though, the interesting thing is, how many people were there, do you know? They estimated 1,500 people. I guess you're wrong about the 160 then. <laughs> 160 would be the going rate. But the interesting thing is you get him to sign that, and then you could say, you see this, uh, I, got, I stood in line with 1,500 people, and look what I got signed. And that would thrill your friends. And then it was another 75 extra if you wanted your photo taken with Tim Tebow at the moment. Mm. So this guy, if you take out the $75 thing, $240,000 for one sitting there. And with Tim Tebow, it's weird. I don't even know what you're talking about here. 1,500 people times uh, 160 bucks a piece. Well, did he get all the money? He said that he was going to send part of, get part of it to the Tim Tebow Foundation. Right, but does, does the people who set up this gig get any of the money? That I don't know about. Mm. All right, so he made a nice, uh, some nice fat cash for him on that day. Now, the weird thing to me is this, this autograph is only going to go down in value. It's not like he's like going to be a number one draft pick next month. And it's, it's Well, again, I mean, what is the value of any autograph? I honestly think that it's probably whatever it means to you personal. I'm not sure whether, unless... You've got, like, you know, an Abraham Lincoln or something. Right. If you could count on this to make money for you. I would at least say that 99% of these autographs are just for, you know, the personal feeling that anybody would have about it. And maybe this is a way for a lot of those Gator fans who made money off the guy over the last few years betting to say, here's a little something back for you, Tim Tebow. I feel like you deserve it. Thanks for all the fucking, you know, excitement you gave me. The clock's got to be ticking on this payday because I can't imagine anyone, you know, getting in line for a Ron Dane autograph for $160. Uh, Mike in New Orleans, German Fest. Hey, Ronnie B. Look, I, I was just calling. I got to disagree on the whole Jaws and Avatar thing. Go ahead. Simply for the fact that, you know, with, just like Jaws with Avatar, you're not going to see the IMAX version or the 3D version ever in your home. No, I, that's what I'm saying. That No, what you're saying right now is you do agree with me because the that is why they are making these 3D movies. The, the filmmakers are saying, what do I have to do to get people to not wait for me to come out on DVD, not wait for me to come out on, on cable, but to see my film in a big setting? And this 3D is the first thing in years that now has the box office bouncing back up again instead of down. Uh, and as far as me enjoying it or not, I can't say that I have found that film yet that makes me go, 
Oh, I see why it's 3D. I get it now. Although I probably, if I'm being honest, I'd have to say that probably Avatar might have been just unwatchable. Uh, I don't know. I think the thing that I really got into, in, any enjoyment I got off on of Avatar was just seeing that world of his. Yeah, it was crap. I watched it in a good bootleg, non-3D, and it was just, it was terrible. I just couldn't believe I was sitting there watching it, but I felt I had to, I guess, to sit through this fucking movie. It made so much money. But you also said the same thing about Hurt Locker. Crap. Movie's and garbage. And the last movie you loved was uh, Johnny Dangerously. Well, yeah, that wasn't bad at all, but it's... Jesus Christ, her locker, garbage. Oh. My mother shot me once, once. Uh, the, I would like to, here's, the, here's something that's on my mind. Well, good. What is it, buddy? Who are these people? In... That's, that's Hicks and that's Dave. I know those people. They're your friends, Fezzy. Hello. The people in the public restrooms, uh -huh. in the public men's rooms, who are putting paper towels in the urinals. I've seen it here a couple times. On the bar crawl, I think I saw it in every bar we went to. This has got to be... Who are these people? I mean, what the hell? Are you putting a napkin down in the urinal? It's a cake, but it's a urinal cake. It's used for cleaning up spills, not for putting in urinals. I mean, what the... Who are these people? But there's nothing accidental about this. It's not like a paper towel just dropped in the urinal. They're nowhere near the urinals. So are you saying people are trying to stop up urinals? I guess so. I guess it's vandals. I guess it's some sort of vandalism. But the urinal still works. The urinal will still work, yes. So, uh... But it's like, are you washing your hands first before using the urinal? And I hope so. And then dropping the paper towel in there? You don't, you, you don't wash your hands before you use the urinal? No, I wash them afterwards. You put your dirty hands on your dick. Oh! 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 This is probably why you're always getting problems. UTIs. I hope he gets to meet somebody someday. I hope he gets to meet somebody. Hey, Davey Mac, uh, I'm going to call you back into the room here to talk a little Yankees uh, baseball. Um, why don't we do this? Uh, Davey Mac, why don't you just tell me who the best reliever on the Yankees is right now? Marion Rivera. Who is the best reliever all-time Yankees? Mariano Rivera. Who is the best reliever... In the history of the sport of baseball. Mo Rivera, Mariano, number 42. You're being disagreed with, my friend, by a Hall of Famer, and that Hall of Famer is the Goose. Goose Gossage says he is tired of hearing this about Mariano. He goes, yes, he's the best current-day modern reliever, but not of all time, brother. Look at his arm. You're looking at the best. No. I know what his point will be, mm -hmm. because the modern-day closer comes in for the ninth inning and only does the ninth inning. Yeah, he, what his point is this, seven-plus outs. Seven-plus outs is where he's after. Grab me Earl on the other line here. I'd like to hear from some Yankee fans. Uh, so that, you think, is all that he's talking about? That well, they, they, I, he's been kind of saying this kind of bullshit. Here, here's, here's one thing, though. 
Um, know your Yankees history, Goose. Uh -huh. Mariano started as a setup man. Uh, he would come in for the seventh and eighth inning and then hand the ball over to John Wetland. So he used to do, you know, two innings when he first broke into to the game. I think uh, Goose is bringing up saves when you have to go over seven outs. He's okay. coming up with that, you can't which play. doesn't exist these days. Right, but you can't. But but actually, let me say this: Mariano's done that, I believe, well over twenty times. Um, just in, you know... In, I think Gossage had himself in at 50 or yeah. 70-plus. But you can't blame Mariano for how managers manage the game. I guarantee you, if Mariano wanted to, you know, if if managers put guys out there for three innings, Mo would have no problem with that. He Joe Torre did use him for three innings. Do you feel like... Sometimes. When the old guys come back and do this about a current fucking player... It really comes across as bad sports. It's sour grapes. I yeah. mean, because Goose wants to be. And Goose, you know, you, you got into the Hall of Fame. This is kind of like now you're in your golden years. Right. And by the way, you're, you're just, you're, you're discouraging Yankee fans who want yeah. to root for you. You know, it would even be something like after Mo retires to go, look, let's talk this over. But to do it while you're still currently uh, playing makes them come off. Is kind of uh, anti-Yankee. We got Earl on the line. Earl, um, and and the one thing, Mister B, it also reminds no. me like Oscar Robertson when he would kind of criticize Jordan, be like, you know, I can get a triple, I got triple double all right. the time. Does Michael? Well, it, it's a modern game. It's different. It's a different game, and it's really tough to do that. Earl, you heard this Gossage thing? Yes, I did. You need a reliever. You got the all-time Yankees sitting on the bench ready for you. Who do you pick? You get one pick. Got to go to Mo. Got to go to Mo Rivera. What if you got to go over two innings and you only have one reliever? Got to go to Mariano Rivera. All right, so Gossage is just talking out of his ass now. <laughs> it's complete. It, it, you trust, there's such a trust factor with Rivera. Yeah. And now, give it, Gossage, people forget in the 78 playoff game, he went four innings. <laughs> yeah, right. That's almost he, a start. <laughs> Gossage was amazing, but this comes off, uh, well, let's go old school to somebody who knows a little bit. Here's Blowhard. Blowhard. You know, this is all apples and oranges because the role of the bullpen has evolved, and it's a whole different game. Uh, the Yankees had a reliever back in the day. His name was Joe Page. Now, Joe Page would come in. In the old days, if you were in the bullpen, pretty much you were a starting pitcher who screwed up a lot. Right. And you'd come in, whether you were winning or losing, they would still put you out in the bullpen. So Joe Page was like one of the first if you want to call him a closer. And then you had in the 60s and 70s a guy named Lindy McDaniel. Lindy McDaniel could pitch five, six, seven innings. The save rule itself has been screwed over. First there wasn't a save rule, and then you can come in in an 8 nothing game and still get a save. So the rule has changed over the years. So to be perfectly honest, what Gossage is saying is that Mariano's the best now in the modern game, and I would agree. But the game has changed, and when Goose would come in, he could pitch three, four innings. Easily. But no, let, let's say more than that. Gossage is also saying, I'm tired of people being called, here in Mario being called the best of all time. That's, well, that's bugging him. That's a thing to say because you know it and I know it that over the years, a starting pitcher was supposed to go the distance. Now it's all specialized middle relief, left hand relief, a stopper, setup guy. 
it's become so specialized that the game has changed that they even have a, a stat called quality start where a starting pitcher can miraculously go five and a half, six innings, and he gets a, a notch on his belt for a, quote, quality start. When Wilbur Wood one time when I was a kid at Yankee Stadium for the White Sox pitched both games of a doubleheader. So the evolution of the game, it's like saying Willie Mays was better than a guy from the 30s or 20s. You really... It's very hard to compare decades in, in different eras. Modern day, I would go with Mo if I needed a guy out. Mo is fantastic. He's consistent. And postseason-wise, he's incredible. But you cannot dismiss the talent of a Goose Gossage in his prime who was basically unhittable. All right. Thank you, Blowhard. All right, guys. Uh, uh, Earl, sour grapes, or you see where Gossage is coming from? I still think it's sour grapes because – Gossage had fastball, curveball, slider. He had a variety of pitches. Rivera throws one pitch. You know what's coming, and you still can't hit it. You still guy. can't hit it. All right, thanks, Earl. I just always think that in that position, you need somebody else to bring up your name. You can't do it yourself. You need some sports writer or some other, some other player. Every time you say it yourself, well, you know, you can't look at the best at all time without bringing up me. It just... <laughs> You sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah, and it's a preposterous comment when if Mariano was pitching in the 70s, he would have gotten seven, eight out saves because he has done it. He's what about done these? it in the postseason. Who are these people talking about napkins and the urinals? What's going on? Hey! Hey! Napkins and the urinals, people are then going to have to piss on their counters. Uh, by the way, this, and I don't know it to be true or not, I'm only getting this from the New York Post. So you may want to take it uh, as it is. But the New York Post says the NBC executives are furious that they have bought the marriage ref by <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. They said they waited 12 years for Seinfeld to bring them something. And he came in with the marriage ref. They were so excited... They signed a deal saying, we will put it on TV. We won't go through the audience testing. We'll take your project, bring it to us first, and it's on TV. You've earned that right. Uh, the marriage ref tes uh, testing, extremely bad. They put it in behind the um, Olympics. Of course, Seinfeld's back. Everybody gives it a big watch that uh, first night. The second night... Half the viewers it had before. But since the first night was so enormous, you know, it was kind of like that first Leno at 10, that half is still pretty damn good. Mm. But they're fearful of the way this show is going to be trending. Have you watched it, Ifez? I watched it after the Olympics mm -hmm. and didn't enjoy it. I thought it was a really bad, bad fake show. This is a bad, bad fake show. I Look at the Arnold. Who throws a napkin in there? There's urine in it. It's called a urinal for a reason, not a napkinal. And what is this? It's urine? It's not Mayan? What are we talking? And who are these Mayans? Are they Aztecs? How's it even get there? Grabber! Grabber! Paper towels belong in the kitchen, not the bathroom. Why don't you just suck my thick dick? You're in there. Run a napkin and over my balls, and I'm my asshole. Kramer! Kramer! Get in here. 
Um, have you watched the show yet, Dave? Yes, I have. You loving it? I actually like the show. Uh-huh. Um, I support Jerry Seinfeld and his various endeavors. So did the NBC executives. <laughs> Um, I do agree with Fez that the couple, uh, someone's writing will will barbs for them. There's nothing reality about the reality show. No, and not one bit. All right, that let's, has to change. Let's let's put it up to a vote here. Eight six six run zero Fez. Eight six six run zero Fez. Fezzy, let's suppose you were just one of those critics. You're writing for the Washington Post. Your Tom Shales. Do you give it the uh, must say or don't say? Don't see. Wow, you're that rough on it. Yeah, don't see. I tried to watch it again Thursday night for uh-huh. its actual debut. I couldn't, I couldn't make it through the first couple or case or whatever they call it on I there. I don't know what they call it. Yeah, it's uh, the first couple's you know problem. I couldn't make it through that. Just didn't I turned, work for you. No, I turned it off. It's just, they, you're getting great guests. I know Ricky Gervais is going to be on the next one. Ricky Gervais, Larry David, and Madonna are going to be one panel. It seems like that awesome. is something I would want to see on yeah. television. I think it is going to be about how good the panel is. Because Jerry was working the other night with Eva Longoria and some other chick. And uh, there just wasn't enough laughs. The last one right there. But it was because Jerry was working with a couple of... Well, TFA was okay, but even Longoria... So like, Jerry's not going to do the show every do- time? No. Right. All right, Hicks, let's go over to you. You give it a must-see or a don't-see? That's crap. Fuck really? You're that yeah. rough on it. Yeah, I don't like it's, it at all. I think I've only seen the first few minutes of one, and I wandered away. But, uh, you know, I mean, Gervais, Madonna... Larry David, I feel like I need to watch this show. That will be fun. That will be a highlighted episode. You have to tune in for that. Boy, this NBC never it seems like they get their shit together, huh? They used to be just the standard in the 80s through late 90s. When they had the Cosby. Yeah. Cosby, they, Cheers. They, they, well, fuck, like Wings, like little shows like that. ER, they had the big dramas. They had ER and Law and & Order at its prime. They did have the single guy in there. They always had those shitty little 8.30 shows like Carolina City and Single yeah. Guy. Hey, Greg, uh, the marriage ref. Yeah, it's a don't see. I mean, it's, I don't think Gervais is going to come off funny in this. I don't even want to watch it because of that, because he's like a god in my mind right now that I'm fearful of what's going to happen with that. So and, you're uh, so worried that he will fall from grace just by being on this marriage ref show. I, I really think that's the case, Ronnie. I don't want to see it happen. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. New York Post uh, said that they are uh, hearing rumblings that the people in NBC are furious they picked up marriage ref. Now, this is kind of interesting. Jerry takes 12 years off away from TV. You know you've got a bullet that you can use. Larry David, of course, had one also. Larry David used his to do Curb, Seinfeld uses his to do this show that at best, even with the premise, is a kind of a throwaway show. Doesn't seem like something that you would follow up your big gigantic hit with. I think he just did not want to do a sitcom in, in, in any way, shape, or form. Because Absolutely, I get it. it could but not he could have produced something else, not been on screen, mm-hmm. um, to do this kind of show that's kind of like Queer Eye. I mean, if no matter where you get it, we are going to look at people, give them advice about their life. It's Queer Eye. I don't know why he'd want to do something 
so light and fluffy. I think, you know, I think it would probably be easy enough to fix if you gave the couples realistic problems. Not, you know, the episode, you know, after the Olympics where, oh, I want to keep my stuffed dead dog in the house or yeah. I want to put a stripper pole. If it was a real problem that a like, family was facing. This would be great. Our kid died and now we can't look at each other. Right. Yeah. That could be funny. Well, I don't know about funny. It'd be tragic. All right, I'm seeing where you're coming from there. That might be a little bit of a downer to yeah. hear jokes the about. Kid's it. Dead. So make it a drama. Yeah. Our kid got hit by a truck. Oh boy. Now we sleep in different rooms. <laughs> um here is uh Mike. Mike, you're on the uh Run and Fez show. Hey, love the show, guys. I don't like the marriage ref because you can tell that the lines have already been set up well in advance. And so it it's just not spontaneously funny. There is, uh, you know, that seems to be, uh, Fez has pointed this out, uh, something that they're dealing with. Rob, you're running Fez. Yeah. Uh, I want to go with Fez on this one. Too contrived, the show. Too contrived. Same thing Fez Watley's saying. Fezzy, you seem to have hit a nerve. Yeah, it's it's everyone is too quick witted on the show, including the couple contestants. They're quick witted, are they? Yes, they all they have. When's, they, it, when's it coming on? Thursday night again? Thursday night, it'll be back on. All right, I'm gonna try to watch this one with uh, Ricky Gervais and Larry David and Madonna, which really it seems like. Um, why wouldn't you watch that show, no matter what it yeah. was? That's a show that you would turn on. Ronnie in Florida. Yeah, I mean, I try to watch the show. I like Jerry and all that and shit, but, like, who gives a fuck about these people's stupid problems? So what? You got your motorcycle in the fucking living room? That's Who gives a fuck? That's your problem. Everybody's <laughs> got their own fucking problems these days. You know what I'm saying? All right, but that's the point. The point is that we're supposed to look at other people's problems and see something of ourselves in it, where you can go, oh, my God. This guy's just like my brother-in-law and my sister. They fight about the same thing, whether they should have their stuffed dog. It is slanted against the men, though, so far. Everything every, in life is, Every friend. problem uh -huh. is of the guy's doing, whether it's the stripper pole or the dead dog. It's it, all the husband. But, see, it's a man's world. But it won't mean a thing without a woman. Mm. All right. That's true. It is a man's world. We've known it for a long, long time now. Yeah. All right, we got to take another break here. Uh, when we get back, we will get to this Putin story. Uh, Putin is furious, Fez, that the Russians came back with so few medals after the, uh, him and the country investing in their team. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez, the virus on Sirius XM. Now, if you're sick of paying retail prices, here is a new website to check out. Snaglow.com. Snaglow.com, eh? Yep, Snaglow. It's the, where you have a shot at snagging hot new items, brand new items, like Apple computers, Sony flat screens, even luxury five-star vacations, for as, for as low as 98% off retail. That's 98% off the retail price. Does that mean, though, I've got to snag it while it's low? Well, here's how it works at snaglow.com. You go to snaglow.com, place bids on the items that they have up for auction. 
Now, if time expires, you're the last bidder, you win. It's that simple. So as if the price stays low on something, you're getting it for a great deal. Snaglow.com products are brand new, straight from the factory. Here's an example. A $1,200 MacBook sold for only 30 bucks on snaglow.com because that was the highest bid. That person won, walked away with a brand new MacBook. Now, snaglow.com, it's a U.S.-based company, and right now they're auctioning off a brand new 2010 Jeep Wrangler. So don't miss your chance to win this. I'd like to snag that low. I used to, Fuzzy, I used to go to snag high. Uh-huh. Hated it! Overpaid for everything. Now I want to start snaglowing. So, and also snaglow.com? Offers free shipping. So if you're getting one of those flat screens at a really low price because you snagged it low. Let's suppose I get 98% off. Yeah. And you're not paying to even have the flat screen TV shipped to you. Free shipping at snaglow.com. Go there now and register so you can participate in these amazing brand new item auctions. Snaglow.com. Here's how you spell it. S-N-A-G-L-O dot com. That's S-N-A-G-L-O dot com. Why buy it? Just snag it at snaglo dot com. Ron and Fez. The virus on Sirius XM. You know what? Here's another thing about energy dude. Mm, it fucking gets you hard. Yeah. Bam. I will fuck the old out of you. I will. I'll do all of you all night. And I'll do it in my sleep. I don't give a shit. That's what I'm talking about with Thunder Muscle. It's Thunder Muscle! Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The Dave Pound trying to get Rick Sanchez to agree to a fight against Eastside Dave McDonald. Still no word. That's because he's a chicken. Buck, buck, buck. Uh, yesterday, of course, was... Uh, a lot of fun doing the big search, search, hurry up and search Oscar party on Sunday nights. Always have fun coming into a radio uh, station at nighttime. Uh, none of the bosses are around. And it just it takes you back to Rebel Radio. It takes you back where we're doing radio for people who aren't just in their car going from one place to the other. Which seems to have turned into the entire point of radio. Um, Fez Watley, the Oscar party itself, I dro- drive over to uh, Jersey, pick up Great Deli for us. You did your bean dip. Mm-hmm. You were responsible for your world-famous bean dip. Yes. And then desserts. Dropped the ball on desserts. Very much. Told us, don't worry about it. For the Ron and Fez show today, you'll have desserts. What are you surprising us with? I do not have any desserts today. But that's where we ended with last night, right? Yeah, we mentioned that. And then, yeah, I got a late start this morning. And I forgot about the desserts. I told you, just call people. One of the things you do is pick up the phone and call people. All right, no big deal. Blow off the desserts then. We work across the street from Magnolia, though. It's an odd thing. All right, um, I brought up this Putin story. Uh, Putin said, I have uh, sunk... Big money into this team. Russia uh, come back with not enough things, not enough medals for me, and I'm pissed. And it's starting to sound like Steinbrenner is now running Russia. Well, it makes me wonder when we're going to see the old CCCP hammer and sickle flag again. I'd love to see it. 
It sounds like we're headed back towards the Soviet Union. This is a very Soviet thing to be doing. Um, you don't think that, that we here in the United States don't get pissed when we have bad Olympics? See, here's the thing that Steinbrenner has to learn, and so does all these other people. Just because you sink the most money in, just because you even have the best players, doesn't mean you're going to win every single time going out. Yet money people always think that. Well, look at our stadium. I got you the stadium. Look at our training facilities. All that stuff is good, and it helps, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win this. Davey Mack, uh, are you on Putin's side here? Do you think he deserves a little more? Yes, I am. I like the fact that he's holding his uh, athletes accountable. And, you know, I don't see anything wrong with trying to motivate the guys for the next Olympics by breathing down their necks on this one. And the fact of the matter is they did shit the bed, and they should be saying something. Fuck, I mean, if, if you know, if America came in last place in the hockey, uh, you know, we, we should be saying stuff. And we did, um, you know, in, in the late 90s when we did stink at hockey. But I don't think the president would go on TV and head up a special investigation committee into why America didn't do so well at the Olympics. That would be what's wrong I, with America. As a matter of fact, I think at a certain time we did that, and we actually brought Steinbrenner into the Olympic committees. I think it was back in the 80s, uh, and we have one uh, Winter Olympics that we did particularly bad at, and Summer Olympics... And the problem was, uh, well, the other countries are sinking money into there, and our country was saying, no, we want to separate the two. So Steinbrenner, I believe, is the guy that started to raise private money for training facilities. And we did kind of get things back uh, on track. Yeah, you need someone at the top to be uh, a leader. And but I it think... is never 100%, Dave. No. That you're going to win, no matter what you have. No, but you strive to win every time, and that's why since 1996 you get five titles. If you strive for that championship, then you're going to uh, get there more often than the other teams that are just, quote-unquote, happy to be there. You hate those teams that say we're just glad to be here. I, I don't like, I don't understand it. Then don't, then just stop being a team. Have a parade, you know, and make it non-sports related. Maybe your little town is the ice cream capital of the world. You're a competitive person. Uh, Fez, would you see yourself as competitive? Um, I think I'm competitive. Or you just like to. Now, when we got into the old uh, siren uh, contest, you against Dave, you've been getting beat there lately. And you said you were willing to put something up the next time we did the contest. Dave, what have you and Dave worked out? Um, I don't know if anything is completely worked out yet, but... What I want to do um, is to start and uh, line up something before these shows. Davey Mack, do you have anything on... I know you're worried about Rick Sanchez, but are you worried about getting back in the Siren Series? And what would you put up? Yes, I, I, I am... Um, no, I'm not worried about getting back in the Siren Series uh, uh -huh. challenge. Um, I think we should have to put up... One of us being like a in, in a Shutter Island scenario. Fez already lives on Roosevelt Island. You can't get any worse than uh, that. Shit. And I've been to four wins. Why don't you guys work this out on your own so it doesn't uh, take up any of the on-air time? We talked about this okay. on Friday. Now, Friday we did the big wedding. Uh, and it was Elizabeth and Bill. And I got to tell you, um, you know, I have no real opinion when it comes to that Bill. But that Elizabeth was just adorable. Just a little sweetheart and really enjoyed her 
wedding. It was the world's fastest wedding. Um, Arch came and sang for us in a whole new voice. Uh, matter of fact, all the folks from uh, the Run and Fez musicians did songs, Sleeves, Perinoid, and the newest member, of course, Macy Gray, all sounding fantastic. If I had a problem with anything, it's Big A in the prayer. Um, I don't know if he was ready or lined up for this. Let's take a quick lesson, uh, listen here. A Big A doing the prayer. Somebody would like to read a prayer before we move on, and let's bring up Big A. Big A. Please bow your heads. <laughs> as you... Uh, as you... us. What is it, big guy? Abel and us and and um, fast life um, 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 together on uh, this us uh, this is us stage in front of this us us F may you um um and straight and strong and that's and that's Edgar who's humble us us up to the 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 arms and trains of your life uh, life, Harvey. May you have strength uh, uh, in your struggles. Us, us, and why don't we just give it to him, Big A? You want to do that? Just hand it to him, and they can read it later in the car. All right. yes, that would Let's be nice. That. All right, uh, Hicks. I know that you were responsible for the wedding, and. 99% of it went off. But uh, a couple things that just bring up from it. Number one, I think Big A has problems with the STs. Uh, ST words. Oh, no. Um, well, apparently everybody. And whoever wrote that wrote a lot of STs. But even two. And it's nothing against Big A. But maybe we shouldn't have him do the public speaking. Maybe that's not his place. Fez, I, I look over you there and you're, and you're all upset doing that. I didn't want to bring it up to you. I wanted to give you a moment. What's going on in Fez's world? I'm just, my mind is, isn't working. Is it about the big A bit? No, no, I was fine with that. Okay. Why isn't your mind working, I'm buddy? I'm just forgetting things constantly. All right. You're on meds, right? Uh-huh. And you got your meds changed last week. Yeah. And maybe that has something to do with it. You know that, uh, that you even went to him over this. Yeah. Why don't you ever call back when you're having trouble remembering things? Because I don't 
at the time, I don't think to call him. Right. Like, I think it's me. I don't think, I don't immediately think it's the meds. Well, you are the meds. The meds affect you, and we've gone through this a couple times with you before. You s- yeah. Have you been sensitive uh, lately? I Completely sensitive. Yeah. Everything is getting to me. Everything's, like, I don't know why I'm so sensitive, though. Maybe it's the meds. It's almost like if you were drinking, you know, doing shots every fucking hour, uh-huh. and then you're like, I don't know why I started slurring so much lately. You'd be able to say it's a drink. You're taking pills. Right. So, and I and I felt good when I first started taking them, like a couple of weeks ago, and it, it seemed to straighten things out. I don't know. This is the conversation that you should be having with him. Right. Because normally when you go back and, and bring this up to him, he'll say to you, well, we've discussed this. These things happen. That's why I want you to check in with me. He's always available to you. Right. Yeah, he is. So, but I just, I just, maybe it's part of the not remembering thing, but I just, it doesn't dawn been, on me. Have you been com- confused? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What are you confused about, buddy? I just, there's a lot of times where people are talking about one thing and I think they're talking about something else. And I'm like, not following conversations. Uh, what were people talking about? Um, I can't, can't remember. Can't, can't remember. So that just reminded you, though, before when you're like, people are talking about things, I don't know what they're saying? Right, yeah. Sounds to me like it's the meds, pal. Um, Jimmy James, you're on the Run of Fez show. JJ. Don't have you, bud. Um, Jamie, you're on Run of Fez. What's up, Ron? Yeah. Hey, uh, Fez is crying. Do I win a prize? You see that he's upset. And you are upset, right, Fez? Yeah, I am. Yep. You're confused right now and having trouble remembering things. Yeah. And I write things down. It's just frustrating. Where are you writing them down at? Because I, I write them down, and then I make sure I have them, like, I'm at my desk so that they're there for me. Right. Then you forget where you put them? Then it's like, it's like then I go, and it's like I don't even remember that I wrote it down to look at it. Maybe start writing it on your hands, Sarah Palin style. Uh-huh. Memento your own fucking ass. I do think sometimes it's even your diabetes medication gets you a little confused. I saw you out front this morning. I saw when you get that introverted thing, and I'm like, uh, well, how was he before the show today, Hicks? I, he seemed okay to, to me before the show today. Yeah. He, I didn't see anything, any, any signs or anything. He wasn't quiet or quiet or anything. He, was, he seemed fine. Okay. Uh, Steve and Philly, you're on the Ron Fez show. What's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Hey, I get in my car today. You know, it's a beautiful day outside, and Fez is crying. And right. I think it's about time you really have to just put Old Yeller down. I'm not going to kill Fez. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Greg, Kentucky, you're on run of Fez. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, Fez, just forget about your memory problems. What memory problems? I'm sure I will. 
What is it that gets you upset, though, when you're just, like, people are talking, you don't know what they mean? Yeah, that happens a lot. Or I, like, try to answer back, and it's a completely different topic. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any specifics to that? Um, that we were talking about something in the elevator, and I said, you know, and I answered you, and it's like we weren't even talking. We were talking about something completely different. I don't even remember that conversation. So you answered me about something different than what, what we were talking about? Right. Oh. It's just so frustrating. Uh, he asked me to repeat myself a lot in the office, actually, and I'm not thinking about it. What kind of stuff are you repeating for him? Um, just show stuff, maybe booking information, maybe what O and A have talked about in the morning. I'll give him a recap because when he's on train, if he hasn't heard uh, what's happened. I was actually talking about O and A about this exact same thing, um, because uh, they're having the same problems with Jimmy, and uh, you know, just the crying. And they think maybe he caught something from Fez, and they. I don't think you can catch this. What are you talking about? We're Jimmy catching something from me that makes him cry. Because we're talking about the Yankees right now. We're talking about Goose Gossage and Rivera. All right. That just makes me more weirded out. You know that Norton's not one of the Yankees, right? Yes, I know that. Yeah. You know who Goose Gossage is? Um, I know he was a Yankee. That he that you're talking about uh -huh. is you. And there's a game going on. And you have to get out there and save it. Uh, Fez I'm just, not a Yankee. Seven Fez, outs. Fez Great. Is, Fez is just going to find himself being thrown around in the people. I, um, baby girl does not want you to cry, Fez. Well, thank you, baby girl. I don't want to cry either. Sometimes it happens. Maybe this is like being John Malkovich and there's someone in Fez's head. Every 15 minutes or so. Someone in my head, but it's not me. Um, but there was something about the Big A thing that made you feel like that you were part of that? Or you were just thinking about different things? Because you started crying during Big A. Yeah, I was thinking about a bunch of different things. Do you, uh, do you want us to call the doctor for you? No, I can call him. Will you, though? Yeah, I'll call him. But do you talk I called to him, him last time, yeah. But do you talk to him about the things that that bother you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I talk to him about all that stuff. Absolutely. And then he's like, let's try this stuff. I kind of thought you were having an okay day today, and then I looked over, and you were sobbing. Silently sobbing to yourself. Should we open up some windows up here? It needs fresh air? I think we're too high to... Oh, this would be too fresh of air. It's I, like right near the stratosphere. Fuck yeah, we're too high. Dark side's on. How cool, 1974. How cool. You want Hicks to go over and see the... Doctor with you? Explain some of the things? I mean, if he wants to, that's fine. But I mean, I mean I, I'm mean, i absolutely honest with the guy. I do talk to him. But what about this? I, I dress Hicks up as a doctor. 
and you go in. All right, if I was a doctor, what would you say to me? Um, I keep forgetting things. Cuckoo, cuckoo. I get confused a lot. I've been a caretaker before, so. I'm having trouble focusing. Yeah, that really turned out great. You did a great job there, 0-1. Oh, oh I'll get the... What are you having problems focusing on? Where, like, you know, that, I think that falls under the forgetting things, where it's like I'm not focusing enough on stuff and I'm not getting a complete job done because I'm forgetting other things. What's so funny? What are you talking to? I heard Dave laughing in the booth. Were you laughing, Dave, or was that just in the... In no, the... I, I was at 0-1. Oh. And 1. oh. <laughs> Did that make you feel like he was laughing at you? Yeah, because it kind of was a late laugh following the 0-1-1. No, I was laughing as soon as Ron said it, but I couldn't get it out of my head. It was very funny to me. Because his mom died? <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. Just 0-1-1 is funny. So mainly it's memory stuff? Yeah, memory and confusion. What are you confused about? Well, uh, you, you know, where I'm like... You remember me, Ron, right? Yes, I remember you. You know me. You're Ron Bennington, I know. Mm. I remember. Uh, John and Kelly. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, my wife's got that diabetes medicine. She's got heart medicine. She's got fentanyl. She's got that... She gets really... Cries a lot and can't remember shit either. She's got a bad case of CRS. What's CRS? Can't remember shit. Oh. We told you that earlier, Fez. I'm going to do a little experiment. I got in this uh, today. Dave, I want you to come over and um, uh, stand next to Fez. And both of you, uh, I'm going to do like a little test for you guys. I actually got into this uh, conversation with Mike Kaka. Um, I want you both to focus on me. All right, first you got a little something on your mouth, but yeah. Um, very interesting. I'm going to do this with Hicks. Hicks, you got a little something on your mouth. It's very interesting. Uh, Mike Kaka, you, you three all followed in what I said people will do when you touch the side of your mouth. Right, and the other person will wipe away the food thing. Mm-hmm. Mike Kaka, if you had something on the right side of your mouth, Fez, Mike Kaka would rub his right side. But I said what you need to do is the mirror image. I I took my left hand, rubbed it on the left side of my face. All three of you guys took your right hand, rubbed it on the white right side of your face. Yeah, I see the logic of what he's doing, but human beings. Do not follow it. And because of that, he's constantly having to tell people, no, the other side. Now, he is too stubborn to give in to the logic of the fucking mirror image. Uh-huh. Um, by the way, Dave, if somebody you're with had that, do you uh, tell them or do you just let it go? I let it go. 
I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to ha- let them have food in their face the entire time. It's no big deal for Why, me. Why, because you're embarrassed of it? Uh, yeah, embarrassed of that moment? It just feels, yeah. It feels like it's a little out of place for me. What about you, Fuzz Watley? I would not bring it up. I would, If someone was eating, I was mm-hmm. eating with someone that got something on there, I would hope that their next swipe of a napkin would go ahead and take it, and then that way I didn't need to bring it up. Suppose they weren't eating. Suppose Dave just came in here now. Had something on his chin. You honestly wouldn't tell him? No, I would uh, just hope that Dave would, like, walk hard enough that it would fall off. Why don't you say, Dave, you got something on your chin? I don't know. It's like, it's... Would you want us to let you walk around with food in your beard? Oh, no. I would wish you would tell me. So why don't you do it for other people? I don't know. It's like an embarrassing thing. I don't, it's like but embar- for you. Yeah, it's embarrassing for me to bring it up. For the teller to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, when we were in uh, D.C., Fez and I were out to lunch with our manager... Fez had something on his mouth. I took my napkin, wiped it off Fez's mouth. And, of course, Hicks knows he's been a caretaker. The guy acted like, he was like, wow, you two are closer than most men. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you know, kind of a gay thing. I go, what? He had something on his fucking face. I wiped it off for him. Yeah. not fucking embarrassed of that. That fucking suddenly makes me part of the fucking lullaby league, in your fucking opinions? I'll take you outside. I was raised in the burial. All right. Yeah, right. Let's get something straight. I'm from Hialeah. I was raised in the barrio. I used to have to fucking go take a zip gun to get to my Mexican fucking school. So I understand. That says more about him than it says about you. Yeah, I think he's homophobic. Yes. Uh, but it's a very interesting thing with the mirror image. The mirror image. Yeah. I touch my left here, Fez. You immediately touch your right. I wonder when you when you first started bringing that. I wondered if it was because that's the side that I usually chew on, but well, no, I think it is like the. It's just it's the your eye goes directly to the side that my uh, uh, hand is at. Um, there's not a lot you can do about that. Uh, Makes sense to me too. You'll tell people if they got food hanging. Not really, but it's not It's not so much You're as embarrassed. an embarrassment. I don't even think it's an embarrassment. I don't really care. I don't feel the need to do that. X? Oh, I tell them. First, you have dignity. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, though, if someone's so got So you feel food. like you give them their dignity by telling them? Yeah, if you have a fucking piece of meat hanging out in your mouth and you don't know, realize it, you should, someone should tell you. What about a booger? Yeah, if I know, I'll say, look at that. It's disgusting. Get that so you'll say, you. even if you don't know the person, you got a booger? Oh, if I don't know the person, no, I'll just let them go. I'll tell anybody. Uh, I just, I want them to feel like it's boot camp, and I'm in there fucking checking everything out. Now, you didn't even do mirror image, but when you said that, me and Dave both wiped our noses. A lot of times you do that, and even, like, if somebody, like, if I will, like, wipe my mouth like that, my chick will think it's her and go, did I get it? And I go, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah. I have my own fucking food particles. I'm not totally focused on yours all the time. Women have a difficult time thinking there isn't something like that's way more frightening than it is for men. Yes. See, like, I could never do this that I've seen people do. Do I have something in my teeth? You know, to ask about it? That's because you don't have a spooky tooth. Some people have that little indent, and they'll get get it in there all the time. Hmm. You're blessed not to have a spooky tooth. Matter of fact, you're lucky enough, there's a lot of distance in between all your fucking teeth that if you wanted to... Floss with fucking uh, a rope, you could. I have a bit of a gap. Notice this. Fez has his little cry, and he's back into things again. Remember what we talked about before, you and your internal voice. You need to put that out there, even your crazy stuff. Because the second you do, 
He's, you're now sitting back up. You're involved in the show. Where the last couple hours, you felt like you weren't part of it. You forget. You felt like you were forgetful, Freddie. <laughs> That's no one to be. Um, who's the best intern we have this uh, semester? So far, it's been Fast Freddie, the intern. Really? Yeah. So far, I but, had myself. I I thought for sure it was going to be Paulie, who I saw grow up. It was a close second. Paulie second. Close second. Bringing up third, little red hair girl. Yes. What's her problem? No problem. I think the crew is very good, but I feel like right now Fast Freddy wants it. Paulie. What's Freddy doing best? Well, you know, all the characters that he does um, is, you know, that's something that is, is pretty damn good. He also, he's very light on his feet. I don't know. So he's good at scuttling around for things, you know. Who's in on Friday this week? That is Paulie and Jackie. Yeah, the little redhead girl. That's the Friday class. Hmm. Yeah. Freddie was, you know, in there today talking. I mean, he was rattling off porn stars that he liked. And I thought he was going to stop after three or four. And he kept doing it 20 porn stars later. I was quite impressed, actually. It was actually a little disturbing. His... I wasn't disturbed. I was impressed. Bring, bring Freddie into me. Bring the king of porn into me. Freddie, I, I did not uh, not know that you had the, you were this deep reservoir of porn knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, porn is uh, one of my favorite things. You know, everybody thinks it's I, just wrestling, but I love porn. Too. I had no idea. I thought it was just wrestling. I want, uh, when I get to the top of the hour here, I'm gonna need you to name all the porn stars you can in the next 20 seconds. Are you ready? Yep. Go. Jenna Hayes, Jenna Jameson, Jesse Jane, Ricky White, Rachel Starr, uh, Audrey Batoni. Uh, Flower Tucci, Olivia Lovely, uh, Raven Riley. Uh, uh, who else? Who else? Three seconds. Uh, Tory Lane. Done. How many did you get? Ten. Ten and ten is pretty pretty good. Ten and twenty. He got ten one. He got one for every two seconds. All right. Now I'm going to just give you a couple seconds more. And when we get to the eight here, I'm going to ask you for the next twenty seconds. Name every wrestler that you can. The Undertaker, The Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Macho Man, John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, Christian Edge, Chris Jericho, Umaga, um, Bruno San Martino, George the Animal Steel, Andre the Giant, uh, Mr. Perfect, Ultimate Warrior, Rick Rude. Um, uh, All right, there's time. How many did you get there? 19. 19 to 10. That, my friend... Sounds like fag to me. <laughs> At that point, is that what that is? Yeah. Shit. I uh, think you, the names you, were interchangeable. You are two. Uh, you are two wrestlers, just about to every porn star. Damn. You see yourself as the number one gun. Um, I, I try. Would you be willing to come up this week and do intern Olympics and compete against some of the others? I would love to. Right now, you're number one. So if you turn it down, you could probably yourself. I don't need to compete. I'm number one. Uh, what time does Paulie start drinking on Friday? Is there any way to get him to come in on a Friday? I could try to sober him up in the morning. He's hoping that's one of the events. A ask him to grab a mic right now. Paulie, you see that you've been a total embarrassment to me. Yeah, I, I'm doing the best I can. 
that's not good enough. You've got to be all my fantasies rolled into one. Can you come in here on Friday and compete? I'll be here. I'll do what you need me to do. All right. I like that. Uh, I will tell you this. There's going to be some question and answer stuff, but also we'll be playing search, search, hurry up and search. Sounds good. Nice. It'll be you competing against the uh, other interns and, and maybe even against some of the listeners. But I need you guys to be on it. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise people here. I think uh, the little red hair girl is going to do a lot better than you think. Because hmm. she's very good at this. Do you need anything, Ron? You sure? Nothing to drink? Yeah. She also is, is definitely the most fit of the three. I give her points for that. Well, I don't know whether I'm going to you know, have them run the fucking gauntlet. I don't know. Okay. I hope not, because then I'm out. Stay confident, friend. You're you number got, one. You got bad knees, right? <laughs> bad knees, bad back. Bad nephew. How old are you? 21. 21. Why are your knees and your back out? <laughs> Do you realize you should be saying that in maybe 30 years? Jesus, I'm not. I got got a lot of fun years to look forward to. What's then, wrong with your knees and your back? Uh, you know, I get pain in them every now and then. Why? What do you? you know? What What have you done to injure them? Uh, I fooling around wrestling with my friends. By I that, to, you mean blowing each other? That uh, and, and along with, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go to break here. Just that. Okay, before you go to break, uh -huh. he he told us about Flower Tucci. Do you remember what you said? Oh, oh, do I remember? Who's Flower Tucci? That was one of the porn stars. She's one of the porn stars <laughs> okay. that I am a fan of. He said right. she's not that good. She's not She's not the prettiest girl in the world, but she can squirt like no other. <laughs> but she's a big squirter. She's a big squirter, and I'm a big fan of the squirting. And it's not it her or Umaga? I'm getting the list mixed up. Flower Tucci. She, uh... Uh, what is it that you like about, uh, pissing? Uh, it's not pissing. It's squirting. It's a different. I, I I like it all though. Now, have you been with a lot of women? I've been with a few. How many have you been with? Uh, about five. Five. Uh, what age do you lose your virginity? Uh, seventeen. So five in the last uh, four years. Yeah. Uh, how do you think you are in bed? Not bad. Not bad. You think I'm, you're pretty decent in bed? I'm no nature boy, Ric Flair. You know. Don't even know what that means in bed. Uh. You're not the champ, I guess. Uh, no, I'm not Space Mountain. Okay. But I, I'm not bad. All right. So you feel comfortable with yourself. You feel like you have a healthy sex life for a young man, and you just love the porn. The porn supports you. Just love the porn. You ever try anything in real life that you, you've witnessed in a, in a porn? I've attempted to, but it hasn't resulted in good things. So now I've strayed away from that. What did you try? Uh, just different positions mm -hmm. that I that I saw. Give me a position that didn't work out for you. Uh, well, there was one uh, where the girl had her uh, legs inside the sink, and the guy was fucking her from behind. So you tried to get her in the sink? She was sitting in the sink, and the guy was fucking her from behind. And I tried to do that, but it just didn't work out. So did you I'm say... Uh, yeah, you're going to have to put her in a fucking urinal I know. to be able to get her from behind. With the paper towels. How tall are you, big man? I'm 5'5". Uh, five five. Okay, so uh, sink fucking is not for you. No. Now, I will uh, give no, you this. I thought it was. You bang more fucking chicks than Dave has in his uh, lame oh, career. I'm about five as well, I think. But you mean about five. With you can one. get specific when you have that few. <laughs> five, perhaps six. Where are these new you girls got... coming from? He's been doing well lately, I guess. <laughs> you had your wife on West Side. I've never attempted that. The I English girl. British girl, yeah. Uh, Irish the girl. hooker. Irish girl. By the way, should those go on the list, hookers, or is that cheating? 
I don't put them on the list. I've had like five, I think, or six legits. Five or six? You're going to know specifically. People who have six kids don't go, I think I have five or six kids. <laughs> Not sure. Are you counting the tranny? No, no. You should. You have every Hand right jobs to the, aren't sex. You have every right to the tranny, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, what makes you the number one intern right now, dude? I'm just doing my thing. Doing your thing, making it happen? Making it happen, making magic. By the way, Trying I want to you, make magic. I want you to be leader of the dog pound and getting Rick Sanchez in the ring, too. What's gonna I happen? will kick his ass with my left foot. No, no, I don't want you to beat him up. I, know, I am going hey, to fight. Here's know, another thing, Freddie. <laughs> you don't have to fucking convince any of us that you're a tough guy. We get that. We see that in your eyes, Staten Island. Right. I'm from the barrio, though, too. You know? I know you are. I know so, understand that you are. By that, but, he means North Jersey. And I'm ready to go, Dave. And it is. He is from there. I'm fighting Rick Sanchez. Ron just needs you to Twitter it. You know what? I don't want you to even be involved in it. I want you to stay out of the Rick Sanchez thing. I wanted to get to a uh, fight. Oh, uh, I know. I know you're a tough guy. I need to break here. Something's been bothering Hicks all day. What is it, Hicks? What's uh, driving you nuts? Yeah, R&B singer D'Angelo just got arrested for some uh, sexual behavior. All right, we'll come back and talk about that. D'Angelo bust it. Bring us back with a little bit of his music. It's the Ron Fez Show. The Virus. Sirius 197 XM202. Ron and Fez. Yeah, it is the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Chris Stanley tells us D'Angelo's having some problems. What does he got, Chris? All right, so he just got he uh, bagged up for trying to get a $40 blowjob from a hooker in East Village who turned out to be an undercover cop. So the undercover cop was situated as a hooker. Yeah, she was undercover. Did she blow him? I believe no, she didn't. Hmm. She was just getting the forty dollars from him. To me, if uh, when you're asking for a blowjob in the East Village, you're saying, "Don't care if you're a girl or a guy." And he had twelve thousand dollars in the car with him, and he was just trying to get a forty dollar blowjob off the street. Well, it's an interesting prospect that comes up of where is the self-loathing that a guy who will use a street prostitute. It does not seem like it's about the basic act of sex. It seems like it's about something else. We're not talking about uh, an attractive woman that maybe you take care of with some cash. That could be called prostitution, but we know you're at least going, I know her, I, I know what's going on. The act of I'm driving down the street, I see a woman standing there, a woman who blows people for money, and I'm going to put her in my car, doesn't come off as if it has much to do with sex. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hicks, have you ever a guy who uses prostitutes? I've never used a prostitute, but I'd, I'd go to a prostitute. Sure, I don't have you would? with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I worked at a place when I was a kid. It was a hotel that used to have uh, prostitutes to varying degrees. Some of them... 
uh, ran a business that you would never see them on a street corner, at least at that point in your life. Um, and then one of the guys out of the bar was running a ring. But it was always very, very different. And now, for getting to know a lot of those girls, one of the things that would keep you away from prostitution is the way they feel about you. Same way carnies feel about marks. Just fucking, you know, just want to get you uh, away from your money. And the people who think the prostitutes end up enjoying it, uh, it just doesn't happen that way. No prostitute ever enjoys themselves. Now, Davy Mac, uh, you use prostitutes, right? I had in the past, yes. Um, did that feel as good as being with a an actual woman? It was a... Uh... It was akin to it. I'll say that. I mean, I. It, For your point of view, it was just the same. It was. I will say it's nearly the same. But now, yes. Now let me ask this: We've been looking to bust Fezzi's cherry now. He's now in the sixty-four-year-old virgin. It's going on too long. Should he use a prostitute? Absolutely. You know, um, there's so many high-class escorts out there. You know that don't go by the name prostitute. They go by escorts. And they're very clean, and it'll be a great time. I, I understand that, but let me just go over a couple of things, and then we'll let you give your opinion. Because I imagine you don't want a prostitute, or you would have done it by now. Right. Um, Hicks, do you think he should use a prostitute? I think it could help. Yeah, he should get a fucking whore. And what way would it help him? To get out of the way, to just uh, experience just sexual pleasure, and just mm. see, see what it's about. That's you, how I used mine. All right. No. By the way, I think you used. A, uh, I think you said men instead of person for Festo. I want you, I'm talking to Dave, not you, Hicks. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, I thought you did. No, no, no. Um, Fez. I'll just say this: he's a sensitive man, and I don't know whether he's ready for that part of it. But when I was 17, I've said this before. When I was 17, I wanted my virginity to get taken. I just wanted it to be over with. So I got one in London. It was a great experience. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. And you probably have next time you go. Yeah. Because what's to, what's to keep you from using a prostitute? Because it seems kind of, A, it seems kind of sleazy, you mm. know, where I do worry, like with this D'Angelo story. I would worry even calling an escort that an undercover cop would show up for mm. some reason. That would be hysterical, and it would be great fucking press. It would be insane. All right, let's suppose we know for a fact it's not an undercover cop. Yeah. Let's suppose we take care of that aspect for you. What's the problem? Um, I Also, I worry about, like, is this a clean person? Am I going to end up, you know, having to, t you know, a virus, an STD? Well, in your game, you're going to have to worry about that all the time. Yeah. That's a killer. You're hoping to go into killer pool. Uh, but let's suppose condoms are used all the way around. And then my and then my other issue with it is still I would I have the issue with it that I would have with anyone the intimacy, where even though I'm paying for it, I would feel really bad for that person if I couldn't you know perform. Mm. I worry about performance even even in that situation where I'm paying for it. Yeah, the prostitute isn't going to worry about performance. He's or she. Is mm -hmm. going to take your money either way. Right. So I, they would probably be happy if you couldn't uh, perform because they're still going to take your fat cash. So you're just, your biggest thing is you don't think you can do it. Right. I worry about that, about, you know, being there for the occasion.
what what keeps you from thinking that you could? You have nothing in your past to show you that that's even a possibility. Why would that come up in your head? I think just the nerves of thinking this is actually happening. This is maybe it would be being actually for a change too much in the moment of this is happening right now and like and it feeling like such a big deal. You just don't want to do it. No, I think, see, I mean, I also, and I, whenever I fantasize, I fantasize about a relationship. Mm-hmm. Friendship. So, yeah, and I'm not going to have that with a prostitute. So you never have a sexual fantasy. I mean, it's that's part of the relationship fantasy. Mm-hmm. But it's always, you know, it goes, you know. You, I, you remind me like of when a girl, when a girl talks about the faceless man. Oh, it's a faceless man. I see. And that doesn't freak you out? Girls always lie and say faceless men and stay in the truth, Brad Pitt. So uh, you think there's just something dirty and annoying about it and what you want is a relationship. You want to be in love. Right, yeah. I mean, that's that's where my mind goes. I was talking to... I was in the store this weekend. By the way, if it would help you in any way... I bet you would fall in love with the prostitute because you're just going to do that time and time again. I'm sure I I would. I'm not going to interrupt you. You were in the store this weekend. Yeah, and a sales clerk came up to me, nice enough looking person, Mm -hmm. you know, and came up to me to help me out. And I was starting to engage in conversation with the sales clerk. And I was thinking, wow, is this how I immediately went to is this how people meet people, you know, where it's like, oh, it was just a chance meeting. And is this the one? So later, you're telling me the funny story. Ron, you're not going to believe how we met. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't believe, believe it. it or not, I'm at the, uh, what store were you at? Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm. Okay. So I was at Bed Bath & Beyond. And, I mean, this person came up to me, and, you know. It I, was their job, though. I know, but still. Okay. But still, I felt And asked good me about... if, I, if they could help me with something. But it wasn't like the standard sales clerk thing. This person seemed very genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. Not the, oh, it's my job, i got to ask. So I just started engaging in conversation. I thought I was having a nice talk for maybe 30, 45 seconds. And then I realized I have a giant package of toilet paper under my arm because I've been shopping through the store. And now I'm talking to this person with toilet paper in my hands. And it you, just you don't want them ever to know that you shit. Not not at the meeting, Ron. Not at the very first meeting, where all I could think of is okay. First impression here, this person's thinking, seeing how much toilet paper I have, and thinking of me on the bowl and needing that much tissue. Um, why didn't you say this toilet paper isn't for me? I don't shit. Didn't or my shit enough. is so dry. I don't even need to watch. Yeah, at that point, I wanted to just get away from anything involving shit. Hmm. So, but that was uh, that was one of my quick fantasies. Hmm. So, uh, didn't go anywhere, huh? No. No. Nope. What were you talking about that you thought would be uh, so great with somebody who worked in the store? Well, I kind of got into, I, I told him what I was looking for, 
I was looking for, you know, a food processor, a Cuisinart, and we kind of got into, I mean, it wasn't very long, but I was, you know, kind of put out, I felt comfortable enough to say, listen, I don't cook, so I don't know exactly what I'm looking for here. Romantic. You know, so I, you know, I put out some personal information in the short time that we were together. Hmm. So you feel like this was a miss, like something was really great. Right, and then it's like, then I got embarrassed. I'm standing there with, you know, a giant 12-pack yeah, or whatever of Charmin. Now, Hex, just from what you heard of this, do you think somebody was hitting on him in the store or someone was waiting on him? I think the guy was just waiting on him in a courteous manner. The, the fact sales that, clerk. The fact that he thinks that that's personal info and a thing, I just, it seems like you're just starved for a friend. Huh. Um you're going to talk to your doctor tonight and you forget things? Uh-huh. Yep. I want you to say these things to your doctor, please. Just take it and when you call your doctor up, just repeat those. My name is Fez. I'm nuts. Lock me up. Here's another thing. Okay. You think that'll help? No, I don't think it'll help. I think it'll get me locked up. You think you need to be? That, that story was kind of nutty, though, buddy. It was? Yes, it was a salesperson waiting on you. But I've had personal information. No one said stuff like, I want to get together with you. But Here's another thing I want you to say to your doctor, please. I need reading glasses. <laughs> because you're holding <laughs> the card so far away from you. Anytime, he won't get reading glasses, but I give him something. And he's just got it so far away every single time. I mean, but I've been waited on by sales clerks before. This just seemed a little bit more of a connection. What was the connection? Just the person's general friendliness towards me. Oh I sensed a lot of sincerity there in that short, very, very short time. Go back to the store. You know, <laughs> well, he's already seen that I shit. They, they, they have already seen that I shit. Everybody <laughs> poops. Everybody poops. But it doesn't mean I want to advertise it. Do you think that that, that that person even noticed this? I don't know. I noticed it, and that's what, you know, made me no, like... Oh, it's ruined. Yeah, that's what made me like, oh, I see what I want. I can find it. Don't worry. Do you uh, uh. ever think that you set out to ruin these things so they don't have to go anywhere? No, I don't think that. But you're saying... I mean, I think I... I think Maybe my I, imagination runs away with me, but I, I don't think I'm trying to sabotage. All right, I'm going to give you this. Not only will that person remember that you have a giant thing of toilet paper, that person won't remember you because they talk to you about a Cuisinart for 40 seconds, mm -hmm. and that's what that person has to do every day. Well, then they're just a heck of a salesperson. Hmm. Uh, Joe in Philly, you're on Run Fez. Hey, uh, I am familiar with that story you're talking about. And one clerk said hello to me four times, and I told them, asked them to please stop saying hello to me. And they said, you know, we uh, they send secret shoppers in here, and if we like don't give the customers like a ridiculous amount of attention, we could get in trouble. So uh, hate the first. Uh, Fez's bubble there, but that may have been what was going on. 
Well, a secret shopper is a shopper with a secret or something <laughs> that management is that uh, somebody from management coming in to make sure their boys were uh, were uh, you know responding to the whip of the uh, of the master. All right. Um Fez, we're a year and eight months since you told me your secret. Mm-hmm. In that year and eight months, the closest you've got so far was a 45-second Cuisinart discussion until you go, look how much I shit, and held up the toilet paper. And ran. Yeah, it's not a lot of progress. Why, it's 45 seconds of progress. Why do you hold up the toilet paper and say to the person, imagine this, covered in my shit? Now, want to go out for lunch? I don't think that was going to win them over. Sometimes I just pray that you're hit by a truck and you can stop hurting. I don't want you to hurt anymore. At least the guy would know that Fez's ass is clean, though. I mean, if you sales look clerk. Bright side of things. Yeah, it was a sales clerk. Don't be leaping ahead. Why so many rolls, though? And why Bed Bath and Beyond? Are you buying your toilet paper there? Well, I needed toilet paper, and I was going. So I was in the store for the Cuisinart. So I decided to just one-stop shopping there. You must be doing a lot of shitting if you just occurs to you. Oh yeah, when I get home, I'm gonna take a shit. I don't like to buy it. Really? So I buy it. Uh, I buy a lot at a time. Why do you say this is for my mom down in Florida? I know, but buying a lot of it all the time makes it look like you're some kind of wet ass donkey. So it's like like if, you got the shits. If I could, you know, get, get some, yeah. So I don't go buy the four pack every time I need some. Uh, we need to take a uh, break here. Something's been bothering you though, Fezzy. Something besides your asshole? Yeah, Mr. Jim Belushi. Really? Yeah. Who couldn't like Jim Belushi? We'll find out. It's the Run and Fez show. Run and Fez on the virus.
Ron Fez show. Ron Benning, Fez Watley. Real fun wedding we did on Friday. Hey, congratulations to uh, everybody over there at uh, that was part of the Oscar party with us last night. Search, search. Hurry up and search. Again, we want to uh, thank uh, the guys from Crunch Gear who made sure they plugged us up here. And we've also done this. Crunch Gear has been added to the 202 Friends list. As well as, believe it or not, Hosp, who I found defending us, or at least promoting us, out in the Internet, away from any of the regular uh, websites, doing this just on his own, not that anybody else could see it. Hosp, true friend us. And Dave, I want you to recognize that now. And Fez, I want you to recognize it. All right. And we stopped uh, busting Hosp balls. And treat him as the young star that he is. Okay, I just got a Wikipedia. Who is this Hosp person? Hosp is the person uh, maybe taking your spot. Okay, what? Front uh, page. No, we're going to keep Dave. Although we did lose Pat from Minaki. And I noticed that uh, Ronnie B. Quotes is back in uh, working properly. Because they were on the bubble. You have to motivate sometimes, I guess. Although not more today, so I don't know what's struggling with them. Ronnie B. Quotes may not be the one for us. I don't know who's running it, but uh, now the hot quote, quotes are already kicking real ass. It's bringing up sleep patterns. It's a lot of fun. All right, Fez Watley, you've got something on your mind, and it's Jim Belushi. Yeah, Jim Belushi is getting another new show. Mm-hmm. He's, I think it's on CBS. This time it's going to be, I believe, a cop drama. Where Jim, right. Be- Jim Belushi is a tough cop or detective. And I'm just amazed at the career Jim Belushi has had. I mean, when he first came on Saturday Night Live, it was seemed like just such a cheap replacement for his brother. And then he has had quite the career. I'm really amazed at the staying power of Jim Belushi. Well, he's done movies. He's done TV shows. Yeah. Where it's like, I didn't think, I'm, I'm amazed because I didn't really see where the talent was there. But that ABC show, I think, was on for probably close to 10 years. Oh, well, there's a reason to give him another show. So it's just, it's just, he's someone that I, that I am amazed at with the, the length of the career that he's been able to put together. I was thinking just the same about you. I'm like, how the hell is he still here? Amazing. You're the Jim Belushi of radio. Kathy Lee Gifford is the same way. Where it's, she's someone who's actually fairly unpopular, especially towards the end of her run with Regis. And now back with another morning show. A lot of people, you know, by unpopular means some people don't like them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of successful people have it. Bill O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly has people who hate him. Rush Limbaugh has people who hate him. It doesn't mean that there's not people who also don't like him or do like him. There are. He, they, they, some people make people feel uh, some kind of a passion. Let's go back to Kathy Lee. She's on the fourth hour of the Today Show. Uh huh. Shitty fucking kind of time slot on that show. She's the one they're doing parodies of on Saturday Night Live. 
So, you know, people at least acknowledge her. Know that she's out there. And plus, she's done a lot of other... She's had albums out and done fucking tours and shit. And she's married to the Gift for all these many years. Frank Gifford. A man who I would go so far as saying, perhaps Mr. Giant. Am I wrong about that, Dave? Could you not say he's not at least the face of the classic Giants? Yeah, he would definitely be the 50s and early 60s Giants. And pre- then... Pre- predominantly 50s Giants. Was after that? M- Mr. Monday Night Football. Yep. He could have anybody. Long, long, durable career. He, uh, he prefers Kathy Lee. As a matter of fact, from what I understand, Kathy Lee is the only person who can satisfy him sexually. Well, and that prostitute. Uh, Dave, the gentleman sitting behind you, uh, Pepper Hicks, I just watched, take a pen, rub it in his ear, and then look at the pen on the (laughs) end of it to see if you saw any fucking schmutch. I have earwax problems. It's bad. Get a fucking Q-tip. They hurt. It hurts more than a ballpoint pen? The ball. Well, I, I have more control of the ballpoint pen. The uh, Q-tip, I just like shove in, and it just, I just end up hurting myself. Yeah, don't don't uh, put put in too far. You don't want to go so far for pain, but you do want to get the eargasm. The eargasm, which just is that perfect little rush when you're using a Q-tip. Oh, it's the absolute best feeling. Well, second, Fez. The other one you're going for if you didn't bring out your toilet paper. By the way, the guy, the people. That Fez is worried about offending with toilet paper, they blow each other and you know over top of toilets. So I don't think you're going to turn this guy off. Sales clerk, but they have somewhat of a shat background. If you know what I'm talking about, there, the shat is going to play a high point in this um, thing that you've picked for yourself, Fez. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to avoid. So that doesn't even slightly turn you off? It's the constant shatting upon? It's a concern. With William like, Shatner. Or Fezzy Shatmore. <laughs> concern or excitement level? Uh, concern. Do you find yourself excite, excited thinking about the shat? No, not the shat part. No. Ugh, disgusting people. It happens. I mean, poop is a part of life. The other day, I jerked off in the in my bed, but like, yourself? I well, I was gonna say that some like droppings came out of me, and I didn't even know. And I had to get get uh, all showered and come in here to work, and I left the bed just with feces on on the covers. And my wife like texted me, "Do I feel okay?" I was like, "I feel fine." And then uh, she said, "Well, there was shit all over the bed." And I I was. A little bit horrified, but then I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't care. I don't you care. didn't know that you shat yourself. You just not, are your memory things so bad that you didn't hear that he, he was jerking himself off? Yeah, well, I didn't, and fucking spilled it out. Yeah, it was. I was totally naked, and what I do is I get naked, jerk off, go into the shower, come out of the shower, put the clothes on, zip out of there. Yeah. And there was just a whole bunch of little tiny, no, not a lot, but like little chicken nuggets of shit. And she was she was totally just repulsed by me. Pellets. But then she actually had to say to you, you feel okay? Yeah, she said, do you feel okay? She, I got that text. Now, was that a concern, feel okay? Or I'm so disgusted with you, I'm just going to let <laughs> you know this came from a sick place. <laughs> no, she th- I think she thought like I had like a stomach virus yeah, or something. Yeah, I understand. Because a normal person right. wouldn't leave their so bed. So she shit. was being nice. Yeah, I think so. Boy, her life, Too nice. is, her life is just a nightmare. Um... 
it's probably not going the way she would have thought it was going to go. Any human. Any human would be disappointed by that life. <laughs> well, there shouldn't be a third diaper to change. This was just a one-time thing, you know? Well, you better get used to this. The game you're playing. It happens. Absolutely. The shit dicks that are going to be running around in that fucking scenario. Yeah. At least six women in New Jersey who wanted to get uh, an ass job have ended up hospitalized with infection. Some uh, bogus doctor injected their asses with a mixture of silicone, petroleum jelly, and believe it or not, household caulk. Hospitals said uh, their asses were so cratered and lumpy that they resemble moonscapes. Now, again, we talk about this with face work. If it is going to work, then fine. But if you're just going to put cock up your ass, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, and you're in New Jersey, and I love, love, love my state, but, you know... Quite frankly, New York has a reputation, uh, you know, of being uh, having better doctors. Really? I, I wouldn't. No, listen. So you like to leave the state if you need uh, any kind of medical help? Well, yeah, that's why I wanted to go to CHOP so bad. And I think these gals, you know, just take the trip into Manhattan. But don't fucking get it in Bergen County, New Jersey, where the guys How many women spackle. really need an ass job anyway? Uh, I don't they're, get they're just so thin-ass that they can't be happy with it? White girls. This sounds like they went to Home Depot. Uh, Brad Pitt turned down uh, being a presenter at the Oscars because he said he wanted to babysit instead. You believe in him, Dave? Uh, believe it or not, I am believing him. Wow. I think that this guy is getting so attached to these children of his, mm -hmm. this fucking United Nations of, of children, that he is going to start... Disappearing from acting eventually. He's got biological and adopted, right? Yeah, he's yep. got because he, he has those twins, that Shiloh and whatever. Mm. Uh, you're believing it too, Fez? You believe where uh, Dave's going on this? No, I think he felt he should have been nominated along with Christoph Waltz for uh, Inglorious Bastards. Well, he'd be the only person who thought that because uh, no one saw that one coming. If anything, he actually took kind of a hammering from the critics. Uh, even though I liked him, I can understand people acting like he was a little cloonish or over the top. Um, and he was nominated last year, right? Yeah, for Benjamin Button. Yeah, you're not going to get nominated every year. So I think you felt that maybe he should have been nominated again and didn't want to be there as part of the big Inglorious Bastards party, which he probably made the right call with their, what, single award last night? He doesn't seem to be that kind of bitter guy. Though. I, I, I kind of agree with uh, Dave on that one, Fez. He seems like he's a good guy all and the way around. Also, I remember way back when he broke up with Gwyneth Paltrow because she wouldn't have kids. So now that he has this, like, you know, little basketball team. What was team, she doing with Apple? Yeah, well, it took her, you know, some fucking Brit to get to get the Apple out. You know, somebody shouldn't say, I don't want to have fucking kids, and then to later just go, I met with you. That's well, going to make Brad feel bad about himself. I talk, but someone shouldn't say, uh, let's not get married in seven for seven years, and then um, two months later you're hitched in a, in a restaurant. You're a rebounder. But look how happy she is now. They opened up a new place. I would know. That's why I'm telling you. <laughs> they opened up a new place. What? Another restaurant. Yeah. What the? 
He's a fucking genius, Dave. Oh, I know. I uh, listen. I got. Uh, and he never says a bad word about you. I am not going That's to nice. shit on that guy. I, I know he's very talented. Well, you don't have any left. You left it all over your own bed. <laughs> he's a talented guy, no question about it. I don't know how you can go against Brad Pitt. An email sent by the CEO of the Nashville uh, Hospitality Association. His name is uh, Walt Baker. Compared Michelle Obama to Tarzan's cheetah. Baker later said, hey, it was done in the spirit of having some fun with some close friends. Close clan friends, maybe. You're uh, uh, a clan member, if you make a joke like this? No, but I'm, I'm just supposing. It's <laughs> Why? Why do you suppose? Well, I th it's t amazing to me that someone thinks they can still, in this day and age, put something like that in an email, and it's not going to get out. I have close friends. I don't think I would write that in an email. You say stuff like that on the air. You've done race jokes on the air, but you made them as a joke. Right, but uh, you send it out like that, then it's at everyone's mercy. I could say at that time with my voice, it's a joke. This guy's at someone else's mercy of the uh, written word. I forgot the delivery you have is just fucking amazing. Uh, Davey Mac, do you think that the guy's racist or he was just joking with his friends? He's joking. He's an idiot. He's stupid for putting in an email. I mean, you're going to get caught if it goes into an email, but at the same time... I, I like the fact that you guys are on the same uh, thing here. You're jumping on Fez's... Opinions. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I think that the... Oh, here comes Deb with, Dave with Fez's opinions. I just think that, you know, people say things all the time like this. And that's a bad thing or a good thing? It's it's it, 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 it's neither. It's just how people talk. But It just is what it is what it is. There's no way to get around it. Uh, Davey Mack trying to get Rick Sanchez in the ring with him. Welcome to the ring. Why don't you come back in here, Dave, and we'll play what was said about you on CNN last Friday. Uh, Davey Mack, of course, did his Twitter run-in with Rick Sanchez there. Rick Sanchez is not taking this shit lying down. As a matter of fact, I, is that... Um, I want you to know something, Dave. You just opened up the door. Was that Fast Freddy? Sitting out there? Yes. Bring him in to me, would you? What's Freddie working on, by the way, before I bring him in? He's supposed to be doing show logs and coming up with um, stuff for his characters. All right, you're uh, doing show logs. Yep. I just could see your computer screen of some wrestling woman oh. that you were reading. Yeah, I was uh, flipping on. It's a big night tonight, so I was checking out the news sites. <laughs> the show is on right now, and you have work to do for the show. There, I will take away. I'll be one of those bosses that will block things, and it will be wrestling shows. Uh, what, what's the wrestling about tonight? Well, it's um, TNA Impact. Uh, oh, is this their first move to Monday nights? Yeah, like as a permanent thing. So they're going head to head with Raw. Are you going to pick TNA over uh, no. WWF? No, I'm WWE for life. For life. Uh, TNA even going to make a dent, even a slight dent. I don't think so. If WCW couldn't do it with uh, Ted Turner's billions. They actually did. They well, actually beat him for well over a year. They did. Yeah, that's true. They did uh, definitely give them some competition for over a year. But, I mean, in the end, they didn't do it. So 
they're not as strong of a company as WCW was, and now they have the same people uh, booking the show. So I see history repeating itself. Fez, what you agree or disagree? I agree. It's uh, it's making TNA making the same mistakes that WCW did in the end that led to Vince taking them over. What were the mistakes? Where it's you know it's a good old boy gang of older wrestlers who are just going to stand in the ring and cut promos for 20 minutes. No idea what you're talking about. Give me some names. Tell me what's going on. A Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X-Pac. But those guys can always get paid. I give them credit for that. They're still, after all these years, they're still getting paid. And most of them are late 50s, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, none of them are under 50. And wow. uh, most of them are at least mid to late 50s still getting paid. Uh, nice salaries. Amazing. Yeah, it is amazing to, to stay relevant, you know, still. Are they working any house shows? Is Kevin Nash going out and wrestling? Kevin Nash, usually, Kevin Nash is, this is what I've noticed. His name will get put on a pay-per-view, and then Kevin Nash can't wrestle. But is he working any house shows? They they only do Orlando for their TV tapings. I don't know if they go on the road. So how are they going to make their money, just off TV? Exactly. They had tried doing house shows last year for a little while, and then when Hulk Hogan came in to start running the show, he uh, decided to get rid of the house shows because you know they weren't ready for that yet. And just they were just a TV show. They're just TV, yeah. And they only have one show a week, and it's filmed in uh, Universal Studios. So they're you know their shows, their pay per views, they're like in front of like a thousand people at best. And uh, you know, it, to me, it's just. You know, cheesy kind of like. You Anybody know. here, and what kind of Jack Hogan's getting for doing this stuff? What kind of money he's making a year? Well, knowing Hulk Hogan, he probably set himself up pretty good for this. Mm. I don't know the exact number, but I'm sure he's doing all right. Mm. I think he signed a, a one-year contract. Seeing how uh, everything went. There. Well, call this TNA and see if they would not be interested in Eastside Dave versus uh, Rick Sanchez. Let's take a listen to what Rick Sanchez. Had to say about Eastside Dave. Awards for putting out the best tweets in the politics and entertainment and everything, even up to weirdness. And it's called Shorty Awards because your you have to, Twitter you, entry is short. It's short, right? and because you have to put it in 120, 140 characters. characters. Exactly. So yeah. here I am uh, at the Shorty Awards. You had a moment, didn't you? And I had a moment. Well, I, I, I thought I was on a roll and I was doing fine, but then all of a sudden some freak jumped up on the <laughs> Let's do it. The Shorty Award in the weird category goes to a fictitious tweeting llama no! that uh, <laughs> tells its followers. I tweet things. I tweet. You know, for a moment, I 
felt a little bit like he was entering my space, and it started to bother me, but just I didn't want to overreact. <laughs> well, you know, a little cozy with you. You know, when you grow up as a kid, like in the barrio kind of thing, yeah. and somebody does something like that, usually you punch their lights out. Did it take everything for you to... I figured it wouldn't be the right thing to do. Somehow, you know, before you know it, we're rolling around on the ground, and John Stewart's having a heyday with it and stuff, so I kind of stayed away and let the folks who are supposed to organize the event. What I wish I had at the time was a way to tase him. I'm serious. I mean, if ever there's been a reason that somebody needed Rick to be Sanchez. put under, put no, it, no, more no. But look, this guy was out of control, and I don't. Do you know his story, by the way? No, I don't. I don't. And quite honestly, I don't care because I'm kind of curious about the Shorty Awards <laughs> themselves. Because can we just can we be serious for a moment? Um, there were a lot of people who were honored, and we were chatting before the show, and yeah. you said you were really impressed. The guy who won the government tweet, the Shorty Award, was yeah. Cory Booker. Corey you were Booker. impressed by him. I think Cory Booker. Well, he won the he, he won the award for politics, and I got fuck you. Fuck you, CNN. Fuck you. You're gonna die, baby. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Alright, uh, I don't know why you start yelling fuck you at him. Did you think that was gonna be helpful? Yes, I did. I wanted him to uh, understand my emotions instantly. Mm. And just because now you've put me on CNN does not mean I'm going to back down, does not mean you're going to silence me in any way whatsoever. I'm going to expose you. Rick Sanchez, CNN is where it's at. And uh, I've seen the great American guys already wrote to him. Barrio, more like Harry Mo, which is just uh, yeah. brilliant. Um, Bill. Georgia, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I noticed when they're playing the clip that uh, you never hear Dave saying uh, Ronnie Fez shows. Did anybody else notice that, or did Fez Is make that... a call to him and get that took out, or what? Yeah, um, of course what they don't want to do is let uh, Dave have any heat and use them for heat. But yeah. here's the interesting thing. Nobody would have known, none of the CNN audience was over watching the Shorty Awards. So now... They are using Dave to say, look at Rick Sanchez. He got off a stupid line, which we practiced that. And then he's fucking proud of himself as if he fucking thought of a, a big thing. But they're using Dave and calling fucking Dave a freak yes. while they're doing it. A freak uh, just because of doing what? Because of my hair? More racism from CNN. More fucking shots at the little guy. You know? Um, LNA Virus fan wants you to do this at Ellis Mania. Get Jason Ellis, Red Dragons, part of this. Um, people are telling him get in the ring or say his name. Tell Rick Sanchez I want to um, box him and eat his ass for brunch. I guess you said that. That they, was me, yeah. Yeah, they're I, retweeting that. I'm dumb. telling yeah, people, and then I put his name out there. Uh, people are just saying get in the ring. By the way, this is Rick Sanchez, CNN, if you like him. Uh, Rick will keep your Mexican ass. Wait, your Cuban. Mexico's have barrios. Maybe you should remember your heritage. Good point, Captain Morgan. A lot of people just retweeting about the eat his ass for brunch. Right. That's what I'm going to do, Rick. Is it really a brunch food? Fuck yes, it is. Fuzz, you better get used to that. What you're join fucking trying to get into, Shat is going to play a big part, both wet and dry. I'll eat it all. And you wonder why people get disgusted by that, right? Yeah, I, well, I can understand getting disgusted by shat. Right, but that's why they're saying they're disgusted by that lifestyle. It's constant shat. Um, 
get in the ring homo. Well, it's a gay thing. I just want him that to acknowledge help. me. Here's one. Um, Box me. Go. That are just, uh, people are trying to get him into it. That alcoholic redhead answers your challenge. Your move, fag. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Man up, Barry boy. And face east side Dave, mano a mano. Face me. Here All right, I am, Cody Harper just writes, to Rick Sanchez, fast Freddy sucks. <laughs> no reason for that. Uh, Skankbook says, real journalists, box satell- satellite radio co-hosts who have kids in the hospital. The guy's a newsman. He's a former jock. He should be able to take care of himself. He, he certainly likes to pop off at the mouth from time to time. The thing is, Davey Lunch Bucket, Davey American, ain't going to sit there and a regular take guy. I'm just a regular person. And I'm not going to let this communist news conglomerate that I call CNN, that's what the CNN stands for, communist news conglomerate. That would be CNC. I am not going to sit there and let them fucking, you know, put out their commie uh, um, propaganda anymore. I'm going to speak up for Americans who aren't going to be shoved around. I find it interesting that the guys from Cuba and Cuba and Russia always had an alliance. So I find that kind of interesting. Maybe people should be looking into this Rick Sanchez, or maybe I'd be doing CNN a favor. I'll knock this fucker out, and then you put me as, as Dave's list. I'll give you a list of all the things. Turkey, I need breads, I need milk. Mm. That's my list. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopping mad about it. I, I noticed you're not hopping, but you are mad. I, I didn't see hop at all. It's an expression. Uh, by the way, Ken from Portland said, Bed, Bath, and Beyond. I guess now we know that the Beyond includes snowballing. <laughs> It involves some nice conversation for about 45 seconds, Ken. And then a sharing of the chat. Then a quick exit with my toilet paper under my arm. Did anybody do a Kanye last night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one uh, woman, uh, I believe her name was Elner Burkett. Mm-hmm. She did something for uh, that uh, like short documentary. But wasn't she even on the side of the short documentary? She Kanye's her own guy? Yeah, she Kanye's her own guy because her and the other guy are not getting along. There's some kind of lawsuit, you know, over this film and, and over money for this documentary. So she went up and took his microphone. So- this is amazing. Uh, two years ago when I got on an airplane and went to Zimbabwe, I never imagined my wildest dreams that I'd end up here. This is so exciting. This is so exciting. Isn't that just the classic thing? You know, in a world in which most of us are told and tell ourselves that we can't, Liana, the band behind this film, teaches us that we're wrong. Against all odds, they did so we can. So the bottom line is, to me, my role models and my heroes, marvelous. All right, hold energy. on. So, what is her thing? She's a producer, but didn't get to talk. Yes. See, the, the, here's the thing. It was this guy and her. They both won the Academy Award, but the, because there's a lawsuit brewing be, between them, this woman claims that this dude 
um, had his mother block her from going up on the stage. The black guy? The black guy's mom blocked her from going up on the stage, blocked the redhead woman from going up on the stage and speaking because the black guy and the redhead woman hate each other right now. What is the movie about? It was about a um, severely disabled Zimbabwe singer-songwriter who makes, you know, great music. This is the reason why I hate all these short films. They just uh, you don't know enough of backstory. You know when they come out and start battling with each other. <laughs> right. I like to know who's on whose side. But I, it's kind of odd that she was like, you know, the guy went up there to start talking, and she said, uh, you know, th this is what happened. Where like, um, yeah, how typical to have a man speak at one of these and not let the women talk. Like the guy had his fucking award. He was he we, he was deserving. Does she even have an Oscar in her hand? No. She didn't. Uh, there was have only one that was presented. It was presented to him, but I guess she felt like they should have had one. Yeah. Oh, these fucking award shows are so nuts. I'll tell you, uh, Fez, and I know this comes to you as disappointing, but I'm looking over the press right now, and the big story is everybody's loving Sandra Bullock, loving what she had to say, and loving the way she looked last night. Oh, they, I... she is the bell of the ball. She is became the Oscar story. Yeah. yeah. And that, even more than Catherine Bigelow, first female ever to win an Oscar for directing. And now we're stuck with it for the next year because yeah, we'll see Kath, uh Sandra Bullock on her victory tour. And then but she's the only person that's ever won a Razzie for worst and an Oscar for best uh in the same year and picked up both to physically go there to the Razzies. Only a couple of people have ever do that. I believe Tom Green was the first. Wow, she has balls. Yeah. Because if she doesn't win the Oscar, then it kind of looks kind of stupid. But she believed in herself. She Good did believe her. in herself. She believed in that big black kid. She said, this is my family, black like me. I now have to finally watch this fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, I still won't watch it. And going to the Razzies, just another one of her hack moves throughout this whole Oscar campaign. Well, how's that hack? Just the, oh, I don't deserve, you know, I am really bad. I don't deserve the Oscar. No, no she didn't say that. She went to the Razzies. Right. With, <laughs> right, with a crate of fucking DVDs and said, watch these. These are 300 voters. Watch these DVDs. And then you'll want me to give the Razzie back, which is kind of ballsy. <laughs> and she also said, my husband could kill any of you fuckers. <laughs> I like the Jesse James. I'm hoping she does Speed 3 now. I'll well, wait for her. Speed 2, The Slow Boat, was such an awful film. Nobody wants to get a 3. I don't know, but maybe we can have like a scooter, camel. Um, here's the weird thing of we say it on the show, and then it happens. Our own Dave McDonald, the other day we were talking about great buddy comedies. He brings up a early 80s, I believe, Robert De Niro... Charles Grodin, Midnight Run. Yeah. The other day, re-signing for Midnight Run 2, Robert De Niro, after all these years, no Charles Grodin, no. Oh, come on. He's too old, Dave. He can't go on care. a run. He can put the wig back on him and do go for it. I don't know why the, the, the need is to do this anyway. And the person who sat me going, what is wrong with De Niro? I go, we've stopped asking that now about 10 years ago. Yeah. We gave up on the what's wrong with De Niro, and we've fallen into there's just something wrong with De Niro. No, I mean, 
yeah, he's just it's uh, not him. And he, I brought this up to Fez, uh, well, some time back, that you only get so long to say, I'm working on it, before people will just go, no, that's who you are. And De Niro now, no one's sitting around discussing him anymore. Well, not young people. When when I was in high school, he was still looked at as a god, and I think people in high school probably think, oh, there's the old guy and meet the Fockers. And they would be, you know, that's 10 years ago. Even to meet the Fockers is a long time ago. Yeah, they're having a third one, Lil Fockers. Oh, that's going to be hideous. It's about the babe. And um, Fockers, I think, and it's a pun for fuckers. Oh. Yeah. Now I get it. Now it makes a lot more sense. Right. I think so. So then I, I'm sure uh, during That's Mother's Day, to. Mother Fockers, and, you know, they'll, they'll just keep doing a whole series of them. Mm. It's great. I think De Niro's last good performance was in Heat, which was 1995. So, yeah, 15 years. Good performance, but not one of his great movies. I think when you really go back, his last great movie was Goodfellas. Okay. Casino was also 95. Good movie. Good year for him. Not one of the great ones. Good. Strong. No problem. But when you really say great, classic movie, make sure he's nominated, I think you really got to go back to Goodfellas. Yeah, I guess. And we're now 20 fucking years ago. <laughs> but he had put in 20 years of that. So gotcha. No problem. He's like right on the line. The guy's a fucking, you know, a master. He's going to make it for the classic all time. But is he still current? Do people sit around and talk about him? I'm afraid not. No, yeah, that's just the, the facts. And no, Pacino's said kind of the same way, you know? Absolutely. It's both a surprise from both of them. Because it doesn't happen to all older guys. Um, we don't sit around talking bad about Robert Duvall. And he's had no. some missteps. Right. But he was great in a small part this year. Yeah, he's he, always great in those supporting roles. Yeah, he'll do them. And sometimes he even works for just money, but he doesn't, you know, always embarrass himself. Well, I am looking forward to this Pacino Kevorkian thing because it's HBO, and HBO does such good work usually that I'm hoping that it's. It's not be good. just TV. It's not. It really is. It's HBO. They had uh, Magic versus Bird on Saturday. Didn't watch it, did you? I saw the first five minutes, and I had to go out somewhere Saturday night. It's good, but you've you've seen it before. Uh, they're also planning on redoing the Police Academy series. Have they ever stopped? Yeah, I think they finally stopped for a while. One of those series that uh, ends up going straight to video for the last six of the sequels. Loving the movie talk today. Ron and Fez show 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hicks has had shit bothering him. What is it, Hicks? What's going on in your world you just can't put up with anymore? All right. Uh, a buddy of mine is having, a, like a, I guess they call them quarter-life crises now. I didn't know this. When you're 25? Yeah, I guess when you first get out of college. Okay. And then you don't know what to do with your life or whatever. And he, like, throughout college, he was wanting to be a sports writer. Right. But now he just, just he had a job with NBA Magazine, and he just quit it to become, uh, to try to do music writing. And I think he's just losing his shit, because every, for his entire life, well, as long as I've known him through college, it'll be six, seven, eight years, he, he wanted to be a sports writer. So I'm thinking the guy might be going through, like, one of these core life crises, which... I've heard of, like, in whatever, magazine articles uh -huh. or TV, and I'm not sure if it's... I didn't think it was real or not, but this came out of nowhere. Well, but should anybody stay at a job that they no longer like? Is there a point where you say to yourself, even though I'm more comfortable here, this was not what I set out to do? Um, should you just keep doing it just for money, or should you 
chase that dream. Go out and keep yourself excited. I mean, maybe the guy won't make it as a music writer, but maybe that leads him somewhere else. Some of this crisis shit, sometimes it's good to have a fucking crisis. Sometimes you should be freaked out by the way your life is going. Davey Mac, mm-hmm. uh, without knowing anything about this guy, you have a problem with him stopping being writing about sports and starting to write about the rock. No, I think, hey, he's young enough, and, uh, you know, he's, 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 a, he's a writer. He got his college degree. He's switching, it o- uh, um, he's switching it over now. For you, he's just a writer. It doesn't matter what he's writing about. Absolutely. What and is you your know, big problem with this, Hicks? Hunter well, Thompson showed he could do that. Uh, it, just, it, was just, it came out of nowhere, and it surprised me, and uh, he has shitty taste in music, too. So I was really just like, Jesus, you're going to write about music. And what kind of music does he like? Basically, he just reads Pitchfork.com and just any weird, random uh, hipster band he's really just owned. Uh, Fez also, uh, Crisco in Chicago says, I'm not sure why Fezzy hates Sandra Bullock so much. She was out there l- last night saying that regardless of race, ethnic, sexual orientation, or religion, we are all equal. She was the only one to stand up for people with secrets the entire night. I did notice that about there, and again, when, no matter what you think of her acting, she does seem to be a really nice person. Yeah, I just, I just did not think this was an Academy Award performance, where we throw on the thick Southern accent, a mini dress, and boom, it's an, it's, it's better than Meryl Streep. This whole movie, I just didn't even get from the commercials. Where it was just, it was a lifetime made-for-TV movie about a woman in serious doubt in her life. Till along came a large offensive lineman. But you didn't see the film. No. And you're not just attacking, but you're also attacking her as a person. You don't like her as a person. No, because I thought she was fake throughout this whole Oscar campaign. I thought she was very fake. Where even after winning, you know, Golden Globes and SAGs, she's talking about, you know, oh, I'm not going to win that Oscar. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm not getting that. And, uh, And she knew all along she was getting it. She had been winning just about everything else. The only thing she didn't get, she tied on. So she knew she was getting it. And it was just a very fake attitude throughout the whole thing. Uh, we've got to bolt out of here uh, after the show today because Mars is setting up an ISDN line. But in this nice weather, maybe we ought to park a little bit, head down to the smoking park and have our little meeting down there real quick after the show. Can you have all your paperwork with you, uh, Hicks? Oh, yeah, I got all my paperwork. Don't worry. Um we won't be able to do the pro tomorrow's promo. Marsley gets in here. I guess O and A are taking on this guy in Seattle tomorrow for the trivia contest, which is going to be on what? Dave, uh, Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. Who are the Star Trek guys on the O and A show? Uh, e Rock. It's Anthony. Anthony is oh. a huge Star Trek fan. E Rock does Stargate. Yeah. yeah. What time is this uh, going down? Because I like to hear this. I think it's going on at uh, nine. I believe. I'll double check. Uh, who are who's asking the questions? It's twenty questions provided by the ONA show for the guy in Seattle, mm-hmm. and he's coming up with twenty questions for the ONA staff. For the whole staff. I, that's uh, that's what I heard for the show. Mm. 
I don't think I'd do well in the Star Trek. I mean, I could get Captain Kirk. No. And then my other one would be Phaser. So I'd have two <laughs> that you could count on me on. Put that on stun. What, what do you mean, stun? But they're always putting the phasers on stun. I thought phasers just killed. I thought I was hurting you. Put your phasers on stun. Why would you do that when you could just kill them? <laughs> That'd be like put your bullet on stun. <laughs> and there didn't seem to be a lot of settings. Um, yeah, there was no, like, medium stun. Uh, Brian, New York, you're running Fez. Uh, Fez, I want to ask you if you knew which movie Sandra Bullock was nominated for, you know, with the Razzie. No, I have no clue. Do you think it's the one that she won for the Oscar? No, it's not, because she showed up with DVDs, and I don't think Blindside's out on DVD yet. What's your point? I just want the point of you just sound so ridiculous with bashing her constantly when she you're saying that she's not real when she shows up to the Razzies for a shitty movie that she made she's acknowledging the fact that yeah I did make one shitty movie but then I made another really good movie which you haven't seen yet which you just continue to bash right I'm just wondering if you realize how silly you sound with with your commentary no I don't no, because I see, you know, when well, I see... Well, Ron, Ron, then tell him how silly he really sounds. Well, I'm not going to... Fez is, has his own opinion. I let him express himself. Go ahead, Fez. Yeah, it's, you know, when I hear things like, oh, I, you know, got nominated for all these other awards, and I knew the phone wasn't going to ring when they announced the Oscar nominations. It's just so fake. I know I'll never be thin. Look at you. I, you know, apparently, I didn't see it, but apparently she's getting raves about how good she looked last night. Or I thought she really did it, overdid it with the makeup and the, and the dress. So, no, I'm fine with my comments about Sandra Bullock. I think it's a big fake act, and it worked. It got her the Oscar. She pulled it off. You don't like her, huh? No, I didn't just. I didn't care for that. I don't care for that movie, and I just didn't like this whole Oscar campaign. You want to just watch your speech? Would that make you feel better? No, that would not help me out at all. Jerry Mulligan in education. Gabourey Sidibe for precious. And Meryl Street for Julie and Julie. And the winner is Sandra Bullock. I just love this girl. You know? Yeah, I, she turned the corner for me last night when I realized she was a winner. I like winners. Standing ovation. Did I really earn this or did I just wear you all down? Trails for us, four of them that I've fallen deeply in love with. 
I share this night with and I share this award with. Um, Gabby, I love you so much. You are exquisite. You are beyond words to me. Carrie, your grace and your elegance and your beauty and your talent makes me sick. Um, Funny. Ellen, I feel like we are family through family and I, I don't have the words to express just what I think of you and Meryl. You know what I think of you and you're such a good kisser. I have so many people to thank for my good fortune in this lifetime. I was kind of classy though, huh? Yeah. What a sweetheart. Standard fare. I tell you. Lifetime experience, I know. To the family that allowed me to play them, the Tui family, I know they're in here and you'll probably hear her in a minute. Maybe not. Um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to the family that made this film that gave me the opportunity to do something different. John Lee Hancock, Gil Netter, Alcon, Warner Brothers. The actors, everyone who's shown me kindness when it wasn't fashionable, I thank you. To everyone who was mean to me yes. uh, when it wasn't that, like George Clooney threw me in a pool years ago, I'm still holding a grudge. But there's so many people to thank, not enough time, so I would like to thank what this film was about for me, which are the moms that take care of the babies and the children no matter mm. where they come from. That's sweet. Yeah. That's what mothers are supposed to do. I wish she was my mom, not, just not her own children. Our children. And parents never get thanked. Uh, I, in particular, uh, failed to thank one. So. Well, that's beautiful. If I can take this moment to thank Helga B. Um, for not letting me ride in cars with boys till I was 18 because she was right, I would have done what she said I was going to do. For making me practice every day when I got home, piano, ballet, whatever it is I wanted to be. She said to be an artist, you had to practice every day. And for reminding her daughters that there's no race, no religion, no class system, no color, nothing, no sexual orientation that makes well, us better than anyone else. We are all well, deserving of love. Statistics, lady. So <laughs> to that trailblazer who allowed me to have that in this. And this, I thank you so wow, much just for see James crying. To share with these extraordinary women and he later claimed he wasn't. Thank you. They're calling that one of the all-time great Oscar speeches uh, today. And, of course, she's at the top of everybody's best-dressed uh, list. But not easy for Fez to see. Uh, Mike, New Jersey, you're on running Fez. Yeah, I love you, but I can't stand you calling somebody fake. That's all you say. Oh, they put on a fake act. What do you do every day? You put on a fake act. You're talking about a person at Bed Bath Beyond. Just say what it was. That was a great speech. She's not being fake. She's probably a good person. Oh, she was Both fake the through parents. the whole Oscar campaign. And what, what does it matter about the campaign? Just in general, she's not, you know, she's not dissing anybody or giving anybody a hard time. She goes out and does her job. You know, and if somebody wants to give her an award for it, what gives you the right to say that she's being fake? Hmm. All right. Did, all right. Well, so that the person up there giving that speech was so fat, she'll never be thin. They should have played her out with the Monster Garage theme. Well, that would have helped. <laughs> or what about if he just came out on a big chopper? She gets on the back and <laughs> yells, "Fuck you, Hollywood!" and off they go. I would love that. There it is. There he is, taking her away. And they ride off a cliff. 
Uh, let's go over to Mike, Strong Island. What's happening, guys? Yeah. You know, that uh, uh, Sandra Bullock, that last call, which she had said in that speech about taking care of other people's kids or whatever, she's uh, she's taking care of that porn star Janine. She's got her kid. That's Jesse James' kid. She's taking care of that kid because Janine went to jail on taxes or some shit. But, uh, well, she's uh, taking, she's raising somebody else's baby, and not yeah. even, and not being mean to Jesse James. Going, you were married to a porn star. You you disgust me. You're sleazy. Heart, all classy, heart. classy, all hard with that woman. If Casey had a baby from before you, could you be nice to that baby? I don't think I could be as big as Sandy Bullock. I don't. No, in real life, could you though? <sighs> no. If Casey had a baby with another person? Yeah, before you. No, I would not be nice to that kid. Uh, Hicks, what about you? I don't really like kids in general. Yeah, but I, treated I guess... the same as any other kid that you hate? Basically. <laughs> All right, you're the new Sandy Bullock. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't do that. It's hard for some people. Yeah, it would. It would be very hard but for I, me. I never hold any. I never hold a bloodline against anybody. Well, Earl, I have. <laughs> and that's because I found out his parents were black. After we'd already become friends. They are? One of them. The other one's Dutch. And by Dutch, I mean black. <laughs> Remember when he tried to hit us with Dutch? So Think of Dutch. <laughs> you are not. What are you talking about? No one is as black as you. All right, we got to get going. We'll be back in here tomorrow with our salute to Sandra Bullock. Uh, good luck to a tomorrow in this big trivia contest. I'd like to see him take a W. Let's go. Satellite, be terrestrial. I'm, I always stay with that format. See you guys. And that's the end of my show. Dog. TV. If you missed any or all of it, check out the Ron and Fez replay weekdays at 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. Sirius 197, XM 202, The Virus.